They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Dang it. Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my head. And Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. How you like me now? It's a Wednesday. It feels like a Friday. It could also feel like a Monday. Welcome to the limbo week before Christmas. Welcome to the week after a third straight loss for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Is there hope in sight? Well, if nothing else, we have early signing day and all the drama surrounding that to keep us entertained. Welcome into XL Primetime. Mia O'Brien, Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy, Joe C. on his way to 1010XL headquarters. JJ LaSelva not only keeping us on the air, but also keeping us updated on all the various signing day commitments. How firm are they? How loose? Who has actually put pen to paper? The big one coming down in just a little bit with Jeremiah Smith, the number one player in the class of 2024, expected to sign with anyone's guess at this point. And so we will keep you posted on that Shamanad Madonna wide receiver who's committed to Ohio State, but reports have surfaced that any one of Miami, Florida State, or even Florida could have a chance at flipping him later today. We also will be joined by some of those signees throughout the duration of today's program. Very excited to have Derek Plaz of Mandarin, now soon to be the Miami Hurricanes. Round of applause, JJ. Joining us and getting to meet with Leon for the very first time. That's coming up a little bit later in this 12 o'clock hour. Leon, does it feel like a Friday to you, a Wednesday to you? Like, mm-hmm. what, How would you describe signing day? Because it's obviously such a joyous occasion. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a celebration. I mean, th- these kids are having the opportunity to live out their childhood dreams. I mean, I, my signing day in 1987 or 36 years ago, man, it was the best day of my life knowing that I was going to the University of Miami. I mean, having a family around me, my mom, my dad, my sister, and uh, uh, Don Solinger was the guy who recruited me, and um, – he terrified me, dude, though a little bit, <clears throat> because he had he had the letter of intent in his in his in his briefcase, right? And then he put it on the table, and he slid it to me, and then I pull out my pen. And I'm about to sign it. He pulls it back. I said, "Wait a minute, you're taking my scholarship away from me?" <laughs> but he pulled it back to tell me something. He told me, he "said Listen, Leon, before you sign that letter of intent, understand this: if you're not good, you won't play." And he said, "If you're not great, don't come." I said. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for a kid to only play one year of high school football. But, I, listen, I don't regret it, man. I always tell people that all the time, that, listen, University of Miami told me how to be great. It told me how to be great. It told me how to persevere, how to fight, hard work, termination, all that kind of stuff. So these kids, man, they're, 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 about, they're going in as boys, but they're, coming, they're going to leave as men. You think Mario's going to be pulling that paper trick to any of the Canes today? No, nah, you do that nowadays, them kids will flip on you, so he can't be doing no kind of stuff like that. <laughs> I wouldn't take that chance. There's a thing called the portal. I don't, don't mess with it, Dom. No, but, but but it's exciting for these kids and their families that they're going to be going to college, not only to play sports, but they also to go there with the intent of getting an education, you know, and better themselves. That's what it's all about. Matt, as we look at the rankings and some of the surprises, lack of surprises so far today on the college football front when it comes to signing and recruitment, um, Florida State, Miami, obviously making this late surge. We've documented pretty well on this program uh, Florida's fall over the last few days. What has been the biggest surprise to you as we head into this 12 o'clock hour? Well, I mean, we don't really know a lot that's going on right now. The, the, you know, a couple of their big names are still in flux. There's a lot of rumors out there about flips. Um, I think it's just in, in 
especially this day, just let it happen first before you panic. Um, and I think there's a lot of panic in the streets right now in Florida. There really is. Because, look, the, the, the reality is the idea of keeping Billy Napier was keeping him because he had this great recruiting class coming in. And now there's guys that may or may not be flipping. And now there's a chance that this class may not be what you thought it was. Like at one point it was top three. As recently as like three weeks ago it was top three. And now it may not be even the top ten. So then you you know, then you got Gator fans driving around out there thinking, well, why do we keep this guy then? If we're so worried about losing this recruiting class, we've already lost it, and we lost it because they're not any good. So I, I think there's a lot going on right now, but until these, if and until these flips happen, I think you just got to wait and just don't panic yet. Let it happen first. Specifically for the Gators, the big question mark is LJ McCray, the five-star, number one rated defensive lineman in the country out of mainland Daytona Beach, who is now saying he may not sign with anybody on this early signing day, may wait until the traditional February signing day, or at the very least uh, at some point over the next 48 hours because it is 48-hour window. And so that obviously will be a situation we will be monitoring as we welcome in Joe C. to a golf club of Southampton Wednesday. Did the Wi-Fi get fixed? Yeah, I, I got that horror story, but uh, <laughs> I, I just came from Daytona Beach, Mainland. Oh, I, yourself? I, I went down there. You, you're doing the heavy lifting. Thank you for why. your service and sacrifice yeah. to and, Gator and Nation. I, I told him, I said, look, I, I contribute 10 bucks a week uh, regularly to the NIL, and I'm willing to send it straight to you. I'm just going to just Venmo you a right card. now. Did you just Venmo him like nine ninety nine. Yeah, and after you know, after he beat the Yellow Jackets in that state title, you know, I felt compelled to try and and and, and go down there and lasso him and bring him to to Hogtown. I, I don't know if I'm going to be successful or not. Uh, but the other the other side of it is yes, the um, you know I may have to deploy uh, or enlist uh, Johnny Comcast, one one of one of my guys, because. You know, I, I I love our. I'll handle it. Man. I love our cable service. I'm not bagging on it at all. Let me handle but, it. But it's uh yeah it's um sometimes it's just crazy and like I told you guys the emotional day yesterday last night we had to we had to put Frankie down and mm -hmm. and it was just sad as all get out and then lo and behold this morning uh, cable just completely shot so. I hope that they get it fixed later. They're coming back, by the way. I had to tell the dude. I said, I got to go. Honestly, that's on you for still having cable in almost 2024. Yeah, but I'm not a Your cord fault. cutter. I'm not a cord cutter. I'm a believer. But uh, why yeah. now? This should be the last straw. This yeah. should be you no. saying, you know what? Hey, I'm done with this crap. If I took you through the uh, you know, the litany of appointments and, and phone calls and everything else, we're um we're never we're never caving. We're never <laughs> we're never caving. We're not gonna go like, You're not gonna cut the cord. Yeah. Just because I just, you've been you've invested too much time so in much effort. Much life. Yeah, I don't think I'm a cord cutter. I really don't. I, I like my I, dad's the same way. Yeah, but, but I understand the, the, the Roku, the Apple, the uh, Fubo. I get all yeah, that. I don't think you do, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. the YouTube. But, but look, I go, I go over to the, to the uh, Andes and the son-in-laws, and I take a look at their YouTube, and Michael in the Middle's on YouTube. and uh, uh, So easy, man. It, it's, no, it's not, actually. It is, and it's a lot cheaper. Well, that may be it true. It depends but. on how many apps we're talking. Yeah. I okay. mean, if you're getting Netflix, HBO, yeah. Max, Hulu, yeah, but that doesn't count. ESPN Plus. I'm just yeah. saying that's more than cable. Yeah, and 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 by the way, I I have those too, so it, <laughs> it, it probably is a little uh, you know over the top. But again, uh, I'm not this like dinosaur set in my ways. But I've gone through that YouTube uh, thing that you guys are talking about. It, it ain't. By the way, great. I don't have YouTube Christmas yeah. movie last night. Yeah. While I'm wrapping presents. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Um, 
What's it called? Uh, Violent Night. Violent Night. No. no. Oh tell me this is like a Christmas horror flick is what you're telling it's me. It's awesome. JJ texted some, me and said, is it a horror flick? And some... I said, kind of. It's kind of like Home Alone meets, you know, like a violent horror flick. So wait a minute. You got, you got <laughs> that's Santa, Santa, Santa's Dude, laying people it's out? It's phenomenal. The, 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 the <clears> main yeah. character is the guy from... Uh, Stranger Things, the 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 dude from Stranger Things, okay. David Harbor, and, and John Leguizamo, who's Talk also who's the mean guy. An elite team of mercenaries breaks into Hopper. a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why. This Nick is no saint. And by the way, oh, I, I'm gonna ruin it for everybody. Friend. He's the real dog. He's the real Santa Claus. Okay, okay. Yeah. It, is it is I mean, it Hopper? You get from, that from the first five minutes. But yeah, he is. Is it him from Stranger Things? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Listen, I nothing says Christmas like uh, you know. A I'm shit. telling you, if you're, if you're wrapping presents tonight, uh, watch it with I, your kids. I, make sure yeah. the kids. Not with the kids. No, not with the kids. Make sure the kids are up nice and tight. Now, Black Christmas. Have you seen Black Christmas? I have not. Ooh, no. that's a classic horror movie. Really? Um, and it's based on like sorority girls who have to stay home for Christmas or some for some reason like that, and a guy just. Takes them all out. No fun. Yeah, it is. Blast. <laughs> Honestly, well, how, I, what an optimistic way to but uh, I did watch get into the Christmas holiday. Home Alone the other night, uh, and there's the plenty best. of violence in that. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, TLD uh, wants to watch uh, White Christmas or something like that. Yeah. I'm more of a Black Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, when everybody goes to bed, yeah. okay, and you but, you, need, you need to wrap like TLD's stocking yeah, stuffer or yeah. something. Just put it on. But if Trust I me. if I've learned nothing about Matt in the time that we've all been together, and Leon, mm-hmm. you might attest to. Dude loves some some dismay and some. He does. He loves mayhem. He loves he loves chaos and mayhem. (laughs) He does. He really does. He wants to see people go down. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm a very happy guy. I just like living vicariously through those guys. That's Uh, all. All right. Now speaking of going down, as soon as I walk in, as you guys are are, you know getting into recruiting and, and signing day. I immediately hear the narrative that Matt Hayes cannot wait to pin uh, Billy going down. Okay, Billy, the bar- Billy burial. No, no, Speaking I was burials, the guy that said don't panic yet. Wait. I know that. I, that was the last Especially thing you said. I even, you said all that yeah. other stuff. No, that was the first thing. Then I said the other stuff. Then I said it again. Did you say somewhere in the middle, he's not getting fired? Did you say I didn't. Okay. I didn't use the qualifier, and I should. <laughs> I, I even heard that. yesterday from yeah. reliable sources that it does sound like the DJ Lagway liftoff is still scheduled for 3.30, although – Again, in this age of DocuSign, mm-hmm. so many of these guys, yeah. even if their ceremony is later in the day, right. if they are locked in, they will still send the paper. Now, I don't know if you send the paper and you ask the school to there wait on go. the graphic. That may be it. Yeah. But also, like, See, if, you're I, the, if you're the school, you got to be, like, pumping your chest out, being like, we got our guy. But Well, I yeah. guess you could play it a couple different ways, and uh, uh, strategy is totally different, sirs, you know, from when, when, you were, you know, when you were going through all this. But – they may say, hey, we will keep this quiet, but we need to let our other recruits know that you're signed, sealed, and delivered. Because, honestly, that's what they need. If Florida's going to get any uh, leg up on securing a, a more solid signing class, they need to be able to tell those other cats, Lagway's coming. Yeah, well, listen, it's, it's a far-fetched from when I was playing. I want, one of my teammates that came out with me, uh, when I was in 87, uh, he had committed to both schools, uh, Pittsburgh and West Virginia, and they both showed up at his front yard. And they both that fought. was a backyard. They, a front they yard both <laughs> fought in the front yard on who was going to get him. And he ended up going to Pittsburgh, but wow. he told me a crazy story. So stuff like that. You don't want stuff like that because yeah. kids are into, listen, kids like Dion said, kids are so indecisive when it comes to girlfriends. How do you think they're going to commit to a school and tell you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, you, you just got to deal with it. 
And if they play one side versus Man. the other, uh, you know, some of these kids, they just they fall into the drama and they don't mind it. And like uh, Mia's talking about the possibility mm-hmm. uh, that you could see a, you know, what you think is an early signee in McCray decide and wait until February. Well, guess what, what happens then? More either more schools come into it, or the schools that he's most interested in really get into a sweepstakes. They really drill down. We have heard some crazy stories about how many text messages, contacts, Snapchats, anything that they're doing to interact with the player. Now they've got to do it for another uh, at Two least months. at least forty days, yeah. you know, forty five days, because you get to the first Wednesday in in February, and it, instead of it being called. ENSD, which is Early National Signing Day, Matt. Just rename it, please. If you want to write something, just rename this bad boy and call it National Signing Day because this is the one. It, this is the day. This is where this is where the magic happens. Okay. Yeah. This is where you you live and die. If you're if you're going the route of organically building a program, which I said yesterday, mm-hmm. it's just I don't know how anyone else could think that this is the way to go. Now you have yeah. to do it with the portal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're if you I are agree. a guy who believes. In your heart, that you got to do it organically, which Billy Napier clearly does. This is it. This well, is a huge day. Okay, let me let me ask you something, and maybe Gator fan can chime in on this too. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Any of the uh, state schools, the schools we follow, Georgia, all the other ones, you know, let us know how, how your how your squad's doing because you got to be either you're fired up or you're or you're already anti. But I I I believe he thinks he's worked the transfer portal. Okay. He just has not worked it to success. He's not ignoring it. At least I don't think he is. He's just not getting the guys. Now, remember, he tried to feed some nonsense to Gator Nation that they contacted a ton of quarterbacks last year in the offseason, and they ended up with Graham Mertz and were pleased that they got Graham Mertz out of the pile. I mean, So he's tried the transfer portal. He just hasn't been successful with it. Matt brought this up, too. And Mike Dempsey did a little bit as he was headed out the door. Mm-hmm. If DJ Lagway is coming to Gainesville and you are investing a ton of NIL money in him mm-hmm. and many people believe he's college football ready, but you have this established starter in Graham Mertz who you put all your faith and trust in and you convinced him to come back for another year. Mertz is your starter, yes, but are we seeing a Kelly Bryant-Trevor Lawrence situation next year? If is that legit. your expectation? Yeah, if he's legit, and that would be my expectation. Look, if they're going to turn a corner, they need to get a dude under center. And I would look at Graham Mercer and say, hey, come along, come along, come along, uh, lead, lead, lead. And then when you find out that other guy's ready to go, you go, take a seat. Honestly, that that's, that's – wait, 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 let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that – the King Mertz, who everybody says is this great quarterback. I don't think everybody says that. Oh, uh, well, have you read the text line recently? Well, yeah, but I don't think they say great. They don't, they don't put Graham and great in the same uh, sentence. You might want to reread that text line. Yeah. You might want to reread, like, people, like, Gator fans, it's like almost the only thing they can hold on to this year is Graham Mertz. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So you think anyway. they're going to – I mean, even, even Billy Napier said it. He's a great well, locker room presence. He's a great teammate. Okay, He's a guy so that's you, really played you, well. Now you've classified two things, okay? Locker room presence and teammate. Those and, he, may- and, and Napier <clears throat> has said many times he's played really well this year. Yeah, yeah but not great. So you're going to sit him and put the freshman in there. If, like, I would go a month into this bad boy or I'd get to that Tennessee game, and if that guy's ready, yes. Look, I'm, yes, I'm with day, you. Yes. All I'm saying is you pay that guy that kind of money, he's playing. 
So well, then play him right away. Yes. I, I, all, all I'm saying all is you can't start Graham. him against Miami. All I'm saying is you guys better be ready for it. You better be ready for something you may not like. That, like, Graham Mertz is starting against Miami. Graham Mertz will August. start against Miami. There's Absolutely. no doubt about it. But that kid will play in that game. I'm just saying, all I'm saying uh, wow. is all it is is when he is ready, you've got to play him. You've I mean, got if he commit, if yeah. he signs with them, right, actually. Exactly. You know? Well, there's that part of it, too. I guess that counts. <laughs> oh, he's a, signing. Uh, speaking of that, let's hit it. That just <laughs> happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not the Jeremiah Smith update you're hoping for, although we should have that momentarily, so another that is imminent. But it is another update from the state of Florida in the sport of football down in Tampa Town, mm-hmm. where Todd Bowles says that linebacker Devin White, after being a inactive, and in, healthy inactive, I mm-hmm. should say, although not fully healthy and fully mm-hmm. cleared from that knee, on Sunday against the Packers is a full go for this week as they get ready to face your Jacksonville Jaguars, which we buried the lead. Trevor Lawrence still in the concussion protocol. Zay Jones week to week, day to day. Again, we, we don't really know the difference between those two because mm-hmm. Doug Peterson yeah, said it's, day it's to day on Monday. Vague. Today it's week to week. Um, he said the strength looks good, though, in terms of Zay Jones being able to put, put weight on that hamstring of his. Uh, sounded like to me that he's probably not playing, and now you get news that the bulldozer in the middle of the second level for this Tampa defense very much could be playing on Christmas Eve against your Jaguars. And, Leon, when we watch the Bucs, I do think we're seeing uh, you know a football team that it's, it's kind of, they're kind of catching their stride. They're feeling pretty good about themselves, especially with the way Baker's playing. Baker hasn't made as many of those disastrous mistakes that cost you football games. He's kind of kept them in football games. Mm-hmm. So what happens? That defense likes to look at that. They, yeah. they probably play a little hard. I mean, listen, if you look at the Bucs, they're in the kind of situation we're in. I mean, they, they, they got the Saints on their heels. They got the, they got the Atlanta Falcons on their heels. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they're in a divisional. They figure the only way they're going to make the playoffs is you got to win a division. And we put ourselves in that position as well. We don't win the division. We're out. There's not going to be any chance we're going to be out because we lose a tiebreaker to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Browns. So we don't win the division. But you see the Bucs, they're playing like – Desperation. There's desperation in their play. You go, Baker Mayfield goes up there and goes, what, 381, four touchdowns? Perfect. Per, perfect passing pass rating. Come on now. In Green Bay, I mean, that, that's a team that uh, that's looking, that wants to be playing his best ball in December, and we, on the contrary, are not. And at the same <clears> time, <throat> the Falcons are blowing a game. Yeah, exactly. To, to the Carolina to Panthers. To the Panthers, absolutely. Okay, so listen to these scores. And, and we did our Camp Ongeo podcast yesterday. You can go and find it on any of our social channels as, as we you know, broke down the, the loss and then looked ahead. But Coach and I were talking about these games. And Jacksonville's lost four of their last six games. There's no getting away from that. And they're trying to fix things. But the Bucks, while catching a little fire, here are the scores. They lost to San Francisco, same team that beat this team by five scores. They lost to them 27-14. They lost to the Colts, 27-20. But now they've gone on this three-game win streak. Now, nothing's impressive necessarily, mm-hmm. but they beat the Panthers by only a field goal, 21-18. They beat the Atlanta Falcons by four points, 29-25. And then they definitely took care of business and kind of caught fire this past week, 34-20. So 34 is the most points that they've had in their last six games. And so, yeah, defensively, this football team's going to have to nut up and make sure that they have an answer for Rashad White and for Baker Mayfield and for Mike Evans. I mean, honestly, we can keep going. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, by the way, named yeah. the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I know that comes as a shocking yeah. uh, revelation given yeah. his perfect passer rating up in Green Bay. And that's a team in Wisconsin 
that so many people were calling the darling of the second half of the season. They went on a run, and now they've lost two in a row to the likes of Baker Mayfield and Tommy DeVito. Yeah, and they let DeVito have a pretty good passer rating, too, when you go back and look at it. Now, that was up in New York, up in Jersey, and so the home crowd helping him along, but he was mobile, definitely doing what Brian Dable did with Daniel Jones last year, got him on the move. And Baker's not even that type of guy, yet both of those quarterbacks were <clears> successful <throat> against those Packers teams. You know, I'm going to be very interested to see how the, how the, the supporting cast, if C.J. Beathard does start at a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's going to need everyone's help. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about running the ball, pass protected, wide receivers. I mean, you got you got Christian Kirk out, you got Zay Jones out, you're going to have wide, new wide receivers. I, I want to see how this team is going to respond. I mean, I, I want Trevor to play. Absolutely, because I think he gives us the best opportunity. But I kind of want to see how this team is going to – like all these other teams, the Bengals and the Browns or whatever, they understand that they have a backup quarterback and they got to be the best supporting cast they can to that backup quarterback to make sure he, he, that everything runs smoothly. I want to see how this now team you, is going to respond. You may get these guys more zeroed in, more focused. They have to Prep, be. everything, because now you know any little mistake is going to cost you. Absolutely. So now you're more, you're more focused and zeroed <clears throat> on what you have to do play by play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, assignment-wise, I think this is what we're all talking about. And and by the way, hearing some of the quotes that you were with at the presser this morning, the uh, Doug is definitely trying to play the positive head coach role. Okay, he is might as well have a Christmas sweater on saying Mister Positivity, you mm-hmm. know, because he's trying to do everything he can to keep negatives out of the conversation. But he still has to push some major buttons going into this game. And I think a big reason that he has to be so positive is because, unlike last year, they were healthy and just not maybe believing that a turnaround was possible. Here, Jamal Agnew said it Sunday and Sunday night after the game. He was like, we've had our backs against the wall before. We've fought our way out of it, whether it was last year, whether it was the two-game skit earlier this year when a lot of people were counting them out. But the difference is, in both those situations – it was not the numbers game that it is now. I mean, you're staring down the barrel of going to Tampa Town without Christian Kirk, without Zay Jones, and thus you have Calvin Ridley, yes. You have Evan Ingram. You have a run game that has all but evaporated unless you commit to it and fully, fully commit to it. And then you've got Parker Washington, Elijah Cooks, and Tim Jones running out there. And I can guarantee you that Todd Bowles is salivating at that opportunity to say, okay, we'll bracket and roll coverage for Ridley just like the Saints did back Mm -hmm. at the midway point back in October, and we'll take our chances with the other three. And is any defense really going to try – or, or like, that's that's it. Are they even going to try to cover Tim Jones? Or are they just going to say, okay, try to throw the ball to Tim, Tim Jones. Like, try to hurt us yeah, with him. Yeah, guys are going to have to make their names known in a good way instead of a bad way. And, and Jamal Agnew, for all the criticism we've maybe uh, uh, thrown his way when he's playing the receiver position, mm-hmm. not taking care of the football, he made the only big play the other night. And so, Tim Jones and any of these other guys, if you're going to – you've got to make – Take advantage of your opportunity. Well, hey, listen, this might be the only opportunity that these guys get. You, yeah. you, I mean, there's no say that the next game is, is is a gimme. I mean, you've got to seize this moment, this opportunity that you have, and make a name for yourself. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure, I'm sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are talking about this guy's down, that guy's down, this, this, and that. They're gonna have to move this guy, but you got to make a, you, you've got to, you got to enforce, you got to be a presence 
in this game. So that's how you make a name for yourself. Yeah, and and they are they are obviously deep on their roster, deep on their depth chart. That's why I'm coming after Trent Baalke a little bit, saying, you know, what up? You know, where's this roster depth that this team needed? But there's no mistaking they've been hit with injuries. Well, we keep saying the classic line, everyone yeah. has injuries, but they've yeah. got to figure out which of these guys can step up and make plays, period. Uh, you know, speaking of guys that have stepped up out of nowhere, I just want to throw one at you here real quick. We'll do an early bold fact, all right? Why don't we just do this right now? Here's a bold fact brought to you by Bold City Brewery, Duval's first craft brewery, online at boldcitybrewery.com. We will be at Bold City Brewery on Friday on Roselle Street, the production house in Riverside. Don't forget about coming by and seeing us that day on Friday, or you can drop by that one or the Bold City downtown location, especially as you get ready for any big downtown affair, like going to a Jags game. Check it out. All right. Now, I've been harping on the run game. We know how non-existent it is at times. Raheem Mostert is bawling down in South Florida. Okay, this guy is just going nuts right now. 18 rushing touchdowns this season. And if you take a look at his total productivity, he's put together uh, 20 touchdowns in a season. Okay, he's the third undrafted player since 1967 to have at least 20 touchdowns in a season. Wow. That's, that's doing work. And by the way, A-Chain has also scored on the ground for Miami. So it's not like Mostert's the only guy. But anyway, he is the third player since 1967, at least 20 touchdowns in a season. Uh, when you think about it, who are the other two that have been able to do that since 1967? Undrafted player. Jamal Williams, is he one? He went off. I don't know what his total number was, but he went off. Yeah, I think he, had, he definitely uh, had more than 20. Yeah. Was There's he a guy in my head that I don't – Victor Cruz, he didn't get 20. <laughs> no. Was he even undrafted? Yeah, he was undrafted. Yeah, Victor Cruz. I would think it has to be a running back. I wouldn't yeah. think a receiver would have. Well, James Robinson didn't have 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Third undrafted. And uh, maybe a quarterback. <laughs> well, he gave like the the year. That was a long time ago. So I'm thinking there's at least one really old guy in there. Yeah. Not as old as you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not as old as you think. Both of them in the 21st century. Tim Green. Can it be a quarterback? Uh, it could be, but it probably isn't because okay. we're talking about 20 <clears throat> touchdowns. Um, On the ground. Yeah. Not you know not throwing them. I, I, yeah. I have no idea. All right, here we go. Was, no, no. All right, so 18 rushing touchdowns for Raheem Mostert, two <clears throat> touchdown receptions so far this season, third undrafted player to have at least 20 in a season. Last guy to do it was in 2021 oh. with 20, and his name is Austin Eckler. Undrafted. Mm. Wow. Undrafted. Okay. And then the other guy who's kind of like the poster boy for undrafted guys, Priest Holmes. Oh, he had wow. 20, I forgot he's undrafted. He had 27 one year and 24 Another year. I mean, that guy was unreal in wow. a Chiefs uniform. And heck, Paco, <laughs> even though he was drafted, he's a seventh rounder, so he's kind of like trying well. to, you know, uh, channel his best priest homes. Anyway, there you go. So, M- Mostert, this is why I get frustrated with this whole Tank Bigsby selection in the third round. You can't do that and not get productivity out of that guy. Mostert is just now, granted, there's a lot of good around him, 
But there was also supposed to be a lot of good here. And granted, Mostert's been in the league now for, what, five, oh, six, seven yeah, years. He's yeah. bounced around a little bit. It took time yeah. for him to find the play caller in Mike McDaniel that yeah. he immediately meshed with in San Francisco and then in Miami. And too. remember, there was a trio of those guys out in San Francisco. And who was it? Brita, Mostert. Why am I drawing the blank? There was one other guy that was – that was out there. Anyway, there were three of them that were just you know going off even before uh, Christian McCaffrey got it got back there. Let's take our first break because we are keeping tabs heavily on the situation at Shamanah Madonna High School in South Florida. Um, so far, of that elite squad that's I believe ranked number two nationally, mm-hmm. two of them, Zaquan Patterson and JoJo Trader, have both signed with Miami. The man of the hour, the number one recruit in the country, Jeremiah Smith, just sat down. At the table. So he's about to. So he is about to make the announcement. So That'll be a that coming back. That will be a that coming back. (laughs) So you know you're going to want to stick around. This is XL Primetime. We also have a very special guest joining us in-house. One of our very own heralded recruits here on the First Coast. Derek Plass of Mandarin. Headed to the University of Miami as well. Joins us next right here on a Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. That just happened. Brought to you by. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The drama is over, at least at Chaminade Madonna High School down in South Florida. Jeremiah Smith, the number one player in the class of 2024, will indeed sign with Ohio State University. I will not say the. I refuse to do that. Um, however, two, those two of his uh, two of his teammates are headed to the University of mm-hmm. University of Miami in JoJo Trader, as well as Zaquan Patterson. And they have another teammate, a future teammate, who is joining us live in studio now on this Golf Club of Southampton yeah, Wednesday. I'm looking around, and I'm seeing nothing but orange and green. All of a sudden, I'm like, are we in SoFlo? Uh, we got a Miami Hurricane Hall of Famer, Leon Searcy, and we've got now one of the newest that has signed, uh, will sign with the Miami Hurricanes and Derek Plass from Mandarin. Congratulations, first off, man. Yes, uh, sir, it's got to be a, a good feeling. Yes, sir. It's a phenomenal feeling. Yeah, so kind of give us uh, from the start of the day today what you've done and just how stoked you are about you know your next uh, chapter. So so far today, first thing I did when I woke up, get my paperwork signed, send that in. I wanted to make sure seven oh one, I'm locked in because yeah. I knew I want. There's nowhere else I wanted to be, so go ahead and lock that in. I wanted to be the first guy, so I did that. Got dressed, head to toe in my Canes gear, <laughs> headed over to Mandarin, chatted with my guys, my teammates, and had our ceremony shot over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about what you guys did this season, but Leon, as soon as you saw him, you know, here's a guy that could grow up to be somebody like you, like a Miami Hurricane. Oh, absolutely. Miami. That's why when he walked in the door, I called him family. Yeah. That's, that's how we greet each other at University of Miami. We, that's just like your family. You want to see him succeed. You know, when I saw him coming here, man, I was just ha- so happy for him because I know he's got all these emotions right now, you know, and I, and, and I was telling him as far as Mario goes, you know, Mario understands what it means to win championships because he played at Miami and he's yeah. got two national championships. And that same pedigree, he's gonna he's gonna put it. You're gonna have to put in the work. I know when you had that conversation with him, he's gonna put in the work and practice because that he, that's all you know. He knows is that you got to put in the work. You got to compete if you want to be what you need to be on Saturday. So I'm happy for you, yes, your sir. family, and uh, I just wanted to ask you as far as when it came to Mario, what was it about Mario Cristobal that made you want to play for him? Uh, it was the same thing as you were saying. He was a cane. He he wasn't just a cane for some time. He was a cane when they was winning, mm-hmm. and that's what he. That's the standard of a Miami Hurricane. That's what he wanted to get it back to be. Mm-hmm. It was a major drop off for a while, mm-hmm. but I know with the things that the things that he's doing, the coaches he's building, the uh, players that he's bringing in, the culture is changing, and we're gonna be winning soon. I didn't want to be a part of a program where 
you pretty much been doing the same thing for 10 years. I wanted to be a difference maker. And I know that Miami is the best opportunity to do that. Nice. So, Derek, a couple things. Um, number one, are you going to be a midterm enrollee or will you enroll in the summer? And number two, what do you think you have to improve on the most? You have to you have to gain weight? You have to get bigger? What, what do you think is – uh, I'll be there at mid-year, so I'll enroll January 14th, first day of class on the 16th. Nice. My, the biggest thing for me, my next step would be just taking a step back and just getting in the weight room, relearning relearning the new playbook terminology, just pretty much not trying to be a guy that's like, oh, I want to play right now. Understanding that as the offensive line position, it's a position that experience is the best. Experience is going to be your best uh going to be your best tool pulling out the shed. Right. So I know that if I can take time, get my body right, learn the terminology, we just brought in a great center from Indiana. I want to play center in college, so I can. that's a guy I can learn a lot from. So I'm just pretty much taking a step back, taking my time, learn the playbook correctly, put weight on my body the right way, and get stronger. Can you believe this is the first time this guy has ever been on radio, yeah. ever done an interview like this? Uh, I, see, I see why his head coach, Toby Bullock, said he's going to run for mayor of Jacksonville one day. Uh, Derek, walk us through your recruitment process, because you did start at Andrew Jackson High yes, School, ma'am. and then obviously you went to Mandarin from there. Kind of walk us through from where you were as a ninth grader and maybe the prospects there to now here you are signing with the University of Miami. Yes, ma'am. So I came in as a ninth grader playing basketball. I wasn't too much thinking about football. I was at Andrew Jackson, one of the better teams in Jacksonville, and Coach Collins pretty much made me play football. He was like, he was like, you. He said he told me that in basketball I'll be able to go to college, but it probably won't be too much spectacular. I was a six-four guy trying to play center. It not, it's not going to be much there. He told me if I play football, I'll be able to change my mom's life and change change the uh, dynamic of my family. So I took his word for it, went out there, and just so happened it was Coach Foy's first year, and Coach Foy was a phenomenal coach. And I played for uh, the late Coach Donald Rocker, who played a major role in getting me to where I am now. So being able to play for Coach Foy, Coach Rocker, but also being surrounded by guys like Coach Collins, who are pushing you to do the right things, when a lot of a lot of guys wouldn't do that. He was and, pushing me to do what's best for me. Yeah. Real quick, Coach Rock, you're not the first to come in here. Grayson obviously mm-hmm. came and joined us on the program and just talked about him. What has he meant to this whole generation, the, the late Coach Rock, and, and just you guys that are now signing and the recruitment and taking you guys on visits? And maybe when you woke up this morning, did you think about him? Yeah, I think about him every day. He he means a lot to me. I talk to his dad all the time. We have a great relationship. And Coach Rock was just a guy that pushed me every day. He saw it in me when I didn't see it in myself. I was I didn't want to play football. I wanted to play basketball. But he told me, eventually you fall in love with what's best for you. And that's what has happened now. Sadly, it happened after after he's no longer with us, but it was a phenomenal thing. And he also helped play a major role in my commitment. At one point, he won. I talked to his dad before I committed, and his dad didn't notice, but I, I had just prayed and asked God to give me a sign as to where I want to go. I was torn between NC State and Miami. Everything was equal. So I talked to his dad, and he was telling me, oh, yeah, we went on some visits to Crystal Ball and Mirror Ball. Uh, Coach Rock was going to commit to them at FIU, but then they were fired. They, things transpired. So once I heard that, I text Coach Cristobal, hey, Coach, I want to commit. Everything was good from there. And I also committed on July 7th, which Coach Rock was 77, so 7-7. I do a lot to honor Coach Rock. That's not somebody I'll forget. He had a he had a mindset, be legendary, and that's something that I carry with myself. I, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Derek Plaz uh, from Mandarin, now headed to Miami, and you said you're going to be an early enrollee. And just to go back to the one thing you said a minute ago, it's something if a star at Florida State playing a certain sport directs you to another sport in another school. So mm-hmm. James Collins does need to be given some credit for that, you know, to, to say, hey, you've got a future in football. Now, 6'4 then, 6'5 now, playing center, is that, that 
we don't see that many tall centers. We have yeah. one here in Jacksonville that was six seven, and Dave Wydell. But what do you think uh, you can do as far as putting weight on the on your frame? I think putting weight on my frame. It's not. I don't have to be super heavy, but I think I need to put as much muscle on, get strong as possible. Because playing center in the ACC, I'm gonna be having to be uh, tasked with moving some very big guys. But I think the center thing isn't more about my size. I think it's about more of my mentality mm -hmm. and my intellect, the football, yeah. the coaches that Miami and all of my coaches pretty much think I have a high football IQ. I'm a, I'm a natural leader. So those are traits that you want in the center. So I think that's an opportunity that will present itself for me. Man, I love this kid. I do. I'm I do. Because right? here's the thing. I mean, it's so refreshing to hear a kid yeah. say, hey, I want to go there. I want to learn. I want to be mentored. I want to learn behind the guy that's in front of me. Because most kids, you know, they want to say, hey, man, I want to start. I want to play, whatever. Because it's what you have, is that, that, that's your craft, what you, you, his craft. And he's got to sharpen his tool each and every day, you know, while he's at work. So it's so refreshing to hear kids say, you know what? It's not about me starting. It's about me learning, growing. Because when I went to the University of Miami, we, I, I, I was red-shirted. I had to learn. And then when it was my turn, I shined. But they prepared me. To shine, and that's, that's the right. thing about it. My, and, and, and Mario and that coach said understands that how the preparedness of getting a kid like you ready, and then when you ready, he gonna be ready. <laughs> those that, are, that, those that's are, the key. Those are the hungry young men, right? Yes, the guys that know yes. how to do the process. Yes, it's a process, man. You you know you don't you, you got to go through you got to go through the process, the struggle, all that kind of stuff to when when it's your time. Then you're you're prepared and you're ready. That's what's up. That's I, what. I do think the one key thing you said, Derek, is that Mario was there when Miami was winning, and Definitely. so he certainly can install you know that mindset. Now, what about the other guys that you've had conversations with in this recruiting class going to the U? Can you kind of shed a little light on that? Oh yeah, the, I, the thing I love about our class, and I don't really stress about flips. It would be great to get some flips like these guys that we're after, and we're going to make some noise today, but. Just the thing about it, talking to the other commits, everybody wants to be there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. The big the big thing about Miami is, the big uh, persona around Miami is that, oh, NIL, NIL. Every time we get a bit named kid on Twitter, you will see, oh, they're throwing the kitchen sink at this kid. But that's not the case. It may be a factor for some people, but the fact that everybody wants to be there for the right reasons. We have a lot of the coaching staff who either played at Miami or is from Miami not a lot of our coaches really are after other opportunities at this moment. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be there, and the kids that we're recruiting can see that. Coach doesn't recruit anybody that can play ball. He recruits people from winning programs as majority of our majority of our commits or late targets were either playing in state championships mm -hmm. or state semifinal matchups. So we're, everybody's coming from winning programs, and everybody has the same mindset. Some rooms, guys coming in may be able to play early. Some guys coming to play later. But at the end of the day, we all say the same thing. We want to bring you back, and that's what I love about this class. Mario's recruiting canes. <laughs> that's it. That's the difference. Recruit canes. Yeah. This is a cane, and I love it. Absolutely love it. And it was, it's funny, Derek, because we met with Mario up in mm -hmm. Amelia Island for the ACC meetings, and this was, what, after the year year one. Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing he said to Leon is he said, I need guys that want to be Canes and want to work. Yeah. It's very and, evident you want to work. And yeah, yeah, and another thing Mario said, the one thing that, that Mario understands because he played at Miami, you go and compete every day. Every day, we didn't listen. When I was at Miami, man, you had to compete every day, or you get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. And that's how we won. We listen. Our, our practices, you know, Jimmy Johnson used to say this. He says, "You win, you win games in the off season, and you play on Saturday. Mm -hmm. How you compete during the off season? That, that you, I, I never forget when he said that. 
He said some other things I can't say on the air, but I'm just saying <laughs> that man that man taught me how to be a champion, man, when I was at Miami, and I love him for it. Eric, yeah. what are you going to study at Miami? Uh, I'm going to study business with a minor in journalism. Love it. Very good. Nice. Very Love good. it. Yep. Nice. He's well on his way to not well only on becoming the mayor of Jacksonville, taking our job too. Derek, <laughs> before we let you go, um, Mandarin, obviously a great season for you guys. Um, I know obviously your high school career has come to a close, but just reflect on the run to the state final. And those those boys sure have a lot of talent coming back Definitely. next year as well. Uh the run to the state title was amazing, but it's not what we it's not anything that we didn't expect. When I first came to Mandarin, I told him I came there because I want to surround myself with other great players and then but also be able to win, and I knew that's something I, that we could achieve there. Uh, going in our run, we came together as a team and realized that the games that we lost during the regular season was because everyone gets mad, want to point fingers. When you get upset and don't play as a team, but going through the playoffs, we were able to go win four four road games, which isn't an easy task. So we were, but we learned that when we lean on each other, believe in each other, and just trust each other. It was a we were able to accomplish great things because we have we had a phenomenal group of guys that are very talented, but also the great coaching to go with it. Mm-hmm. When you think, I don't know how much you drilled down on this whole metro and, and and suburban and all this crap that the Florida High School Activities <laughs> Association have cooked up and then and then scrapped. Uh, did you like it? Because honestly, it didn't. Necessarily, I think South Florida's ticked off that North Florida is is contending for these state titles, and that's yeah. why they scrapped. Uh. I don't, I don't, I don't really mind it, but it also I can see how uh, people are opposed to it. I would, I would say it's better off leave it open mm-hmm. because there's too many excuses being made now. When good teams are getting to the playoffs, a lot of teams have an excuse, or it's only because of this, it's only because of that. I think that honestly, the school size or any of that shouldn't matter. The best teams should play the best teams. Chaminade mm-hmm. should play St. Thomas and Mandarin type of talent versus mm-hmm. going to play. Uh, smaller schools, Christ churches, and things like that. Right. Because sometimes that's not just fair. It's not fair to the kids that are playing at those schools, but it's also it's not really getting a lot of guys better when it's time to go to college. Yeah. So I think that it's some things that could be changed, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, you're, we said the mayor, uh, but at least you've thought about it a little bit. So yes, that sir. part I appreciate. Right, we might, sure. might make him the director of the FHSA. Yeah, it, <laughs> at least we'll put you in charge of that. Right. May right. have to do that. Derek, I'm just curious. Did you grow up following Miami? I know obviously you were a basketball fan. So mm-hmm. who, who were the teams you grew up following or maybe you find yourselves following or players you find yourselves emulating as you get ready to begin your college career? When I was younger, I didn't. I played football, but I wasn't really into it that much. I didn't really watch a lot of NFL or anything. So my granddad and my uncle liked the Gators, so I liked a little bit of the Gators. Then my dad from Alabama, he's a Bama fan, mm-hmm. so I liked a little bit of that. And then at the time, Alabama was winning, so it's easy to say, oh, I'm a Bama fan. But coming into recruitment, since I was offered by Miami, I've been a fan. I'm not just a guy that's going there to play. I'm, I love University of Miami, and it's something I've, I've done my time to research it, learn about the people who were there before me, but also the people who, who are uh, coming in with me and those who are coming after me. So I'm definitely turning to a Miami fan right now. So you you, you play basketball, right? Yes, sir. Who's better, LeBron or, J- or Jordan? I'm a bit LeBron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, JJ listen. loved that. You yeah. loved that, didn't you, JJ? All right, so leave him with a little. JJ may nominate yeah. Derek for yeah. president yeah. right now. <laughs> He'll be the president of Miami if JJ has a say. Leave him with a little wisdom before we we, we have to turn him loose. Well, listen, I, I I talked to him a little bit. Um, you know, when he first came in, I, my, the best thing I could tell you is that. Uh, I tell a lot of kids this: they, they're going into college, man. Don't, don't worry, don't worry about the uh, the NFL. Just be the best possible Miami Hurricane you can be. All right. If you're good, if you're great, they're gonna find you anyway. And don't run your own race. 
and I say that because there's a lot of distractions, right? Mm -hmm. Guys are getting paid here. Guys are driving this, 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 and that. Listen, no, no, no good thing. Well, well, not no good thing. If it's meant for you, it's gonna find you. Mm -hmm. Any good thing, if it's meant for you, it's gonna find you. So just run your race. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't lose a sense of who you are for material things. Just run your race and. All the good that you desire will find you. Yes, sir. Well, listen, man, we're going to keep up with you. We'll probably have you pop in whenever you make it back up to North Florida. But best of luck, and really congratulations because uh, you got a good future ahead of you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man, we appreciate it for appreciate sure. Appreciate bro. He's not the only Mandarin kid. He's not the only First Coast kid. Uh, John Mitchell, one of your teammates, is another mm-hmm. one that's signing. And as we said, the cupboard is still very full well, over there. That's you, for sure. You got John headed to Penn State. You got mm-hmm. A.J. Belgrave Shorter, another DB out of yeah. Mandarin, also headed to Penn State. Derek mm-hmm. signed with them this morning. Plenty of other great First Coast talent. Uh, Jake Guarnera out of Pontevedra, Justin Tisletter, another offensive lineman. He's headed to Michigan. And so we do have a running list of all of the commitments and local signees with graphics on our Twitter page, uh, making sure we're getting those on all of our social media pages. So let's do that coming up here in just a second. We'll get a little bit more into that because, honestly, I feel like we'll talk to Justin Barney a little bit later on today with our high school half hour. But we kicked out a lot of good talent this year. There's no question. Golf Club of Southampton, they bring you today's show. Don't forget, it's beautiful weather out there. But if you're thinking about what kind of gift am I going to get? Well, if it's a golfer on your list, just go over there, pick up a gift card, and treat them to a foursome. The Golf Club of Southampton, you can call 287-PLAY. You can get on the tee sheet anytime and enjoy a great golf experience. Don't forget, Thursday night trivia, Friday night music on the patio with always great menu items set up for you to enjoy a little fun fellowship under the stars at the Golf Club of Southampton. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. We got purpose on this Wednesday, Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. We've been hanging out with one of the prized recruits coming out of North Florida. Just so happens he's going from North Florida to South Florida to join the Canes. Uh, and uh, just a classy individual that was able to sit down with us. And certainly the best of luck to Derek Plaz and, as we mentioned, other Mandarin stars, Mustangs that are moving on. And then the rest of the First Coast, we'll be looking at all of them. We need to roll through a handful of them uh, here as we go along. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. Don't forget, 287-PLAY. You can go on out there, get on the T-sheet, or pick up a gift card for one of the golfers on your Christmas list. Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs, and JJ. And, and Leon, when you get fired up about an individual you know, coming to the school, that, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a litmus test that I think other well, Canes fans are paying attention to. Yeah, well, to. it's the kind of individual that's coming to the school. Yeah. That yeah. kid right there, whatever he decides to do in life, he's going to succeed. Yeah, 100%. He has, has a gray head on his shoulder. Man, mannerisms and modest and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, man. I did, and, and, and just willing to work and learn. Yeah. That's yeah. all you ask and, for. And one of the texters said, this guy sounds like he's already graduated with a doctorate degree. So <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what you want. You yes, want polish absolutely. and maturity. Absolutely. Well, between him and Grayson Howard, yeah. I mean, the credit, as much as it goes to Toby Bullock and Mandarin, and of course, mm-hmm. first and foremost, Derek's family and his parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the amount of great young men that Christopher Foy and Coach Rock and that crew at Andrew Jackson yeah. were able to just develop, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's nothing short of just a testament to Listen. just great, great individuals. Listen, I, I, I love my high school coach. Mm-hmm. Bill Gerke, I love my high school coach because he molded me. Yeah, I they mean, are he, they are your parents. They are. I mean, Coach Gerke believed in me before, like he said, Coach Gerke believed in me before I believed in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he saw potential in me, and to this day, I love the man for it. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think Derek's a guy who's playing 
basketball. Mm-hmm. Hadn't even thought of really about playing football at the next level. Grayson Howard got cut from the middle school football team. Now well, he's playing at South Carolina. But and, it is a, and that's what's just so crazy. This is such a th- it's like It honestly is like the Michael Jordan old school story of how these guys have developed. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a cool story that James Collins looked at him. Okay, James Collins is a basketball star, a stud that came through the city at Jackson. And Matt, he says, uh, young man, um, I'm not going to direct you to my school or to my sport. I'm going to direct you somewhere else so you can go you know, figure out what your future is. That's, that's classy. That's what coaches on that level are supposed to do. Yeah, it's you, there are so <clears throat> many high schools, and, and not, only, not only in this city but all over. But oh, in this yeah. city, so many. Another one I was – Freddie Stevens was unreal at Reigns, mm-hmm. unreal. All the D1 athletes he, he churned out, and the way he kept those kids straight and kept them – look. And made them realize, look, you're going to go there. You're going to play football. You're more than likely going to play in the NFL because you guys are really good. But go there, get your degree, yeah. be happy, be happy with your life. Right. He was an unbelievable guy. He's it's, all over. It's, it's not just football. Bernard Wilkes and Rebald, mm-hmm. basketball coach. Oh, you know, yeah. they're just legend, man. But it's, These it's, guys are everywhere. Don't be done with your opportunity. Yeah. It, it really is. Don't be done with your opportunity. And you've got a, a, a real chance to do something and, and kind of maneuver through a sport to – to achieve greatness on so many different levels, mm-hmm. especially if you start out with a you know a mature Man, mindset. Th- th- this is going to be a new chapter of his life, and I told him to buckle up. It's going to yeah. be a wild ride. Enjoy it, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm going to tell you Exciting, something. I'm going to tell you something. Those five years go by fast. Yeah. Now the other thing that's popping in my head as we're talking mm-hmm. about all this, and and we'll talk to another one of the recruits that's going to be going to FSU coming up in just a little bit. And by the way, if you have any of them that you know have signed at your school or are headed to your school. Let's shout them out, 641-1010. You can hit the text line, Designed by Lifetime Enclosure. You can go to YouTube, uh, just search 1010XL and throw it on the chat there. We would love to hear from you. But the the one thing I'm wondering about now, today's world, you said those five years are going to fly by. Mm-hmm. Will he stay in the same uniform? I'm not specifically talking about this young man. I'm talking about any of the young men. I'm now calling those uh, Letterman well, jackets Technicolor dream coats because they're going to be full of, you know, I hope kids stay where they like it. Well, the landscape is different now, though. Yeah, it's different. The game is different. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So you you don't know, you don't know. I mean, uh, a lot can happen in a year, two years, whatever. A lot of these kids, uh, when they go to a program and you know, and another program offers them more and all that kind of stuff, they right. move and maneuver. It's free agency at its finest. Don't get yeah. me wrong, I love it. It's I absolutely love it can, that can, you could do can that. You but the only thing I don't like is when a kid bounces. And I know we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. That, He's afraid of competition, and then he wants to go in the portal because he wants to go somewhere else to start. Right? I don't have- like, like you're, you're the uh, I call it, you know, like an art- authentic article because <clears throat> you played there, you stayed there, you wanted to shine there. Can, can you imagine every single year at the season end? you would have a decision on where you want to go to next year. Can you imagine that? No, can you no. even like put that in your head? I, I can't. I can't imagine that. I did. Now, don't get me wrong. Now. I did. Jimmy ran off a few. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Jimmy ran off a few because, I mean, he called it weeding out the week. Right. Uh, he, he made practicing and conditioning and the, and the, the temperature level in, in, in that building so high that if you couldn't, if you weren't strong physically and mentally, Oh, you 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 you'll be on the you'll be in the you'll be in the jitney cab on the way and, to the airport. You know, that was the good old <laughs> that was the good old fashioned. You know, I way. said jitney cab. You know that's old school. Yeah. 
That was the good old-fashioned way of doing yeah. it. But listen to this, and Matt, I'm sure you could give me the name of this guy. But anyway, uh, when you talk about what has happened with the transfer portal, we got early national signing day today. That's why we've got it all on the brain. We're keeping an eye on where uh, you know these national letters of intent are being signed. But since the transfer portal opened December 4th, December 4th it opened, 127 FBS, not players, 127 FBS quarterbacks. Yep have entered the portal, okay, including, and this is just, I'm pulling this from Bleacher, it just says, uh, including Ohio State's 11-1 and starter, a UCLA five-starter who just committed to Oregon for the second time, a USC five-star who's leaving because another transfer is coming in, to Leon's point, and then this one cracked me up, uh, a quarterback who entered the portal but suited up for Monday's famous toastery bowl anyway, throwing five TDs in a 28-point comeback from Western Kentucky. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, honestly, just think about it. So it's there was there nuts. was 192 last year quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the portal in the winter and spring portal. Remember, the spring portal is coming too. So this isn't the end. It's going to happen again after these guys go through spring practice and they realize I didn't win the job, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to win the job, or this coach is jerking me around trying to keep me because he knows I'm not going to win the job, but he's going to give me saying like, I'm going to have an opportunity in the fall camp. So those mm-hmm. guys leave too. Yeah. So there's there's more down the pike as far as quarterbacks. It's look. They say it all the time, and it's true. There's only one of them. There's only one of them on the field. Mm-hmm. So only one guy plays. There were four. and And right now, two of those guys, by the way, JoJo, yeah. two of the top five guys in the portal went to Oregon. Two. Yes, yeah, yeah. Think Dylan about Gabriel that. and Dante Moore, both yeah. of them. Yeah, and so that's what he was – That you know, that's what they're saying. He's like – and he had committed to him twice, okay, I believe Dante Initially did, right? Initially out of high school, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so the other part of it is Heisman finalists. There were four finalists, three of the mm-hmm. four – Finalists were quarterbacks, transfers. right? We all remember this. Yeah, they were all transfers. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that uh, it just—it's—it's it's crazy. It's the world now. It's our world. The coaches now believe honestly that they are better off getting a transfer portal quarterback than they are developing a guy out of high school. Mm-hmm. Might be right. Might be right. All right. Speaking of the high schools, let's keep an eye on that. We'll do it uh, all day long. That just happened. Brought to you by. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Never say we don't come bearing good news for you Gator fans, as Billy Napier has succeeded and has the national letter of intent received in the mail from the fax machine from four-star running back Jaden Baugh of Decatur in Georgia. He had decommitted from Arkansas over the weekend. Alabama was also pursuing him, and so that's now two four-star running backs in the barn for their class of 2024. So expect those two four-star running backs to split time like Montrell and Trevor. Uh, all right, now one from the uh, local Trent Carter. This is off the text line. Thank you for texting Yeah, let's run through the list of some of our locals. Yeah, yep. and you you follow me, but Trent Carter from Bowles going to Louisville, got him over Bama, so that was one of our texters, and we have plenty of Yep, them. we got a couple more. Let's shout them out. Nash Beenan at Bishop Kenny signed his national letter of intent to play football at the United States Naval Academy. Of course, his teammate, his quarterback, James Resar, is headed to the University of Iowa. Ashton Reynolds, Creekside star wide receiver, has signed with Stetson University. And I know we got a couple more coming, and we have those being shared on our Twitter page. We're trying to tag as many of those student-athletes. So if you're hearing us saying this and you're you're waiting, like, where, where's my son? Where Where's my friend, my neighbors? Mm-hmm. It's coming. Um, we also are sharing them on our Instagram and Facebook, too. So just keep your eyes peeled. We're trying to get as many of those shout-out posts as we possibly can to our area athletes. Yeah, and we've got a handful of them that are already signed or fully committed. So we'll keep an eye mm-hmm. on it as we go along today. But, you, you know, I, I said it earlier, and I kind of feel like 
we're getting a little more spoiled, but I feel like this has been one of the more uh, – this season has produced more bigger names. Now, there's still the Jamie Frenches of the world That's, that are going to be out there next year. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm glad so, you brought that up because yeah. even Taylor Dahl said it to me when we sat down to make all these graphics. She's like, what, what, where's Jamie French on our master list? Well, and he's I so said, talented he spells it with two F. And yeah. also he is still a junior, and yeah. so is uh, Derek Plaza's quarterback, Travell yeah. Jones, who's headed to FSU. Yeah. Uh, both those guys – Going to be back for more next year. And so we've been absolutely spoiled here in Northeast Florida um, and Southeast Georgia with the talent that we have. Mm-hmm. One other school up in Georgia, speaking of, that we are going to be keeping tabs on, and Matt can speak a little bit more to this, is Buford High School up in Georgia, where Dylan Riola, obviously, as we know, flipped his commitment from Georgia to Nebraska. K.J. Bold in the five-star safety, though, is certainly a name to watch. He's a guy right now that, I mean, Florida, he's been to Florida State now for probably a month and a half. He's been a Florida State commit. And Georgia's pressing, and that's really where we're at right now. We'll see what because happens. Because of the defection. I, no, I, I, I just think Georgia's been in on it all along. Okay. It's just okay. he, was, he was committed to Florida State. It's I, sort of like it's sort of like the, like uh, what, the, the kid at Florida, not not Lagway, the, the defensive lineman that Auburn's really been in on all along, mm-hmm. but he's just been committed to Florida all along. Yeah, the so McCray just, kid. Yeah, 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 a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, not even McCray, it's the other guy. Uh-huh. A lot of these guys, they commit because – that's what it is. That's that's that, that's the safety. They have a spot. Mm-hmm. And if someone else wants to come along and say, hey, we can do this for you, or we can do that for you, right? then, you know, maybe you listen. And is it – I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Is the other someone that comes along, do they find out what the offer was or what they are going to get, and then they beat it? Is that what they're, is that what they're doing? It's – I mean, this, it might be a little bit of that. There's definitely part of that, all right? And unfortunately, a lot of it is also the handlers of these kids. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it's their parents because sometimes it's not their parents. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a third party in Mary, oh, intermediary yeah. with them. And, oh. and it's so there's, you're dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's uh, say we got uh, Amaris Williams, this kid I was talking about, the D lineman. Okay. Bishop Kenny kid. James Reesar. Yeah. Bishop Kenny. Yes. Quarterback going to Iowa, a dual threat guy, which. Um, not that we want to get into it, but interesting name that has been floated as the front runner for the Iowa offensive coordinator position. And I'm mm-hmm. curious if this will match with Resar, who also is a track star, runs like I think a four five forty mm-hmm. or something like that, and he's like six five. Uh Joe Philbin, former Packers yeah. OC, uh, OC, Miami Dolphins head coach. Yeah. That's who the the streets are telling me. Um, so that'll be curious to see. But he his commitment has held firm. He has been committed to Iowa for over a year and I think almost two years now. Um, and so that's where the Bishop Kenny quarterback is headed. Of course, our good friend, speaking of quarterbacks, Colin Hurley, um, his commitment holds firm to LSU and Brian Kelly as he signed on the dotted line earlier this morning. And so our congrats to Colin. couple more. Rylan Hale out of Yulee. His brother is playing at FIU. He is headed to the United States Air Force Academy. And let's hit one more. Camden, well, Camden Fryer out of Columbia, the four-star, I believe, wide receiver who is headed to Florida State. And another one shouted out on the text line, Nash being in. Uh, oh from, yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah, one. from yep. Bishop Kenny. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to to see that because if you have some of the you know the the armed forces that are being you know being able to come in here and recruit a Navy, an Air Force, an Army, that's pretty cool. That definitely is good stuff. All right, so we'll keep an eye on it. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. You can definitely call two eight seven play, especially if you want to book some golf or pick up a golf certificate. What do you got? As we continue to roll into the one o'clock hour, would like to note that the Jaguars do have C.J. Beathard meeting with reporters. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence remains in the concussion protocol, and thus, by NFL rules, cannot speak with reporters, not expected to practice today, um, do with that information what you will. Our friend John Shipley kind of went through 
between Brock Purdy, Amari Cooper, some of these players that suffered a concussion and played the next week, what their practice reports looked like throughout the duration of that week. And so if you're looking for a comparison, he kind of did that heavy lifting for you already. And and we talked uh, about this a little bit with Coach Campo yesterday about when the actual hit took place and and how long was he out there and were all those inaccurate throws because he was concussed. I heard from a buddy yesterday that swear they saw Trevor driving yesterday. Uh, And so who knows? We'll find out whether or not he is healthy. But I think that's – Like driving in his car? Yeah, cruising. I'm sure you're allowed to drive in your yeah, car. Yeah, but right? you know, just wonder. If, uh, if, I've, if I've never shared it on the air, which I yeah. don't think I have, um, I suffered a concussion at the hands of Alan Lazard mm-hmm. back in 2016 yeah. and then had to drive the hour and 45 minutes back from Ames, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, you can drive with yeah. a concussion. I, don't, I would not advise it, especially right. like, at one in the morning after Thursday night football, but like, it can be done. Yeah, but did the doctor say that you like? No, words, I actually, you turn them loose? I refused concussion protocol because yeah. the adrenaline's rushing. You're like, I'm not going in the tent. And then yeah. midway through the fourth <laughs> quarter, I was like, Oh, God, this is not good. Yeah, that's no bueno. All right, it's XL Primetime. What a story. Then the sun set low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Our early signing day coverage rolls on. Luke Promenhook, the Florida State quarterback signee, set to join us at 2 p.m., scheduled to join us as part of our I-9 High School Sports half hour. Meanwhile, during the break, uh, I think we just exchanged some of the best war stories uh, that the four of us, uh, include, and then five, including Concussed. JJ, in terms yeah. of all of our concussions and all the other bangs and bruises. In case you are just joining us, Trevor Lawrence did not meet with reporters this afternoon. C.J. Beathard did at the podium instead. Lawrence, given he is still in the concussion protocol, legally cannot speak with reporters. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, and quarterbacks that are suffering from injuries, it took us an hour and 21 minutes of today's program to arrive at the news of the day in the National Football League, besides Trevor Lawrence's status for Sunday's game. And that, of course, is Aaron Rodgers being activated off of injured reserve to the Jets' 53-man roster, despite the fact that that he will not play in a game this year and will just be practicing. Yeah, I mean, they cut a kid for Christmas. That's what they. That's what you're telling me. That's pretty sad. It is, it's it hardcore, is. That's what he's doing. That's hardcore, bro. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to play. He's probably not ready, but you cut a kid. Aaron Rodgers right just Christmas. put Cole in some other Jets players' stocking, which is just, that's just heinous. Before we get to more Rodgers. Yeah, a little that. That just happened. Brought to you by... Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So some bad news for the Knolls. Safety K.J. Bolden has flipped from Florida State to Georgia. Mm-hmm. He has signed with the Dogs. Mm-hmm. That officially gives Georgia the number one class in the nation on the 247 composite. Yeah, so if you have that one, okay, let me just throw these at you real quick. because Not a huge surprise, by the yeah, way. Yeah, definitely not a surprise because earlier today they already had – Obviously, push towards the top. But top recruiting classes, and this is the beginning of the day. This is an ever-changing uh, picture. But it went Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon. Take notice what Dan Lanning is doing out in uh, Eugene. Florida State fifth. Florida, and again, this is who the heck knows where they're going to end up landing. But right now, earlier today, they had Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, six, seven, and eight. Miami, nine. Auburn 10, obviously when these other uh, pledges come in, it's going to change a little bit. Uh, But Penn State was just on the outside. Now, James Franklin has continued to put together some top classes, but he hadn't been able to to beat the big. So, 
you, you you say it was expected, and I, I hate that excuse. That sounds like hack. I'm not saying that's it what, was an excuse, that's but I mean, for me. the last few weeks, we we thought KJ Bolden right, but, was. But, a but at the end of the day, guy. he was he was a commit to Florida State. They had him. They should have been working on him for a month. They lost him. They mm-hmm. lost him. Just like Florida, if they lose a Maris Williams, it's not expected. Or if mm-hmm. they lose our Darius Hayes, it's not expected. They lost him. Or LJ mm-hmm. McCray. Mm-hmm. Or LJ McCray. So that, that's I mean that's a that's a tough loss for Florida State. Just like it will be a tough loss for Florida if they don't. Right. LJ McCray. All right. I know is in an all-star lineup between Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback in this class, between KJ Bolden, the number one safety, and the number 16 overall player, my personal favorite, as I'm looking at screenshots from the live stream of the Buford High School signing day, mm-hmm. I know this is bad radio, but I don't care. Dale Green. Folks, I need you to Twitter search him, Google search him if you're at your office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this offensive lineman is headed to Western Carolina, and he may have the best big hair <laughs> He's we big have hair man. ever seen. That's a mullet. That's not a big hair. What's That's his name again? Dale, oh, that's big hair heavy Dale Green. That's Green also, spelled G-R-E-E-N-E. First off, it's also party oh in the front God. and party in the back. Oh, party yeah. all over. He yeah. playing. He Feathered playing. and lethal. That wow. is one of the greatest mullets I've ever seen in my life. All right, Maybe let's. Uh, let, let's. I love those. Let's sneak in the uh, ten ten take and stay in the NFL world because this definitely has drawn headlines. Now, Joe sees ten ten take, slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since '68. Sonny's, they get up early. Okay, they put in the work to make sure that you are ready to get back to work without any delays. You want a good lunch, good dinner. You want to make sure it's cooked right, definitely head on in to any one of your area sunnies. They smoke it slow so you can get it fast. All right, now, this is making the rounds. This is a big, big topic when you see a guy that is loafing on a play, and his name is George Pickens. Now, would you rather have a guy that is soft with a T, Leon, or would you rather have a guy that quits on you uh, or is making, quote, as we always refer to it, business decisions? So George Pickens is being heavily criticized right now near the goal line for not stepping in and blocking. And now they found other plays in this game against the Colts where he just absolutely quits on plays left and right. Bad, 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 bad look because the film will find you and George Pickens right now is having to fight off a ton of criticism. So that's the tint and take. Would you rather have a guy that is taking care of himself instead of taking care of the team or you know, a guy that's not committed? I wouldn't have. I would rather have neither. To be quite yeah. honest with you, if, if, if I was and I'm old school, I'll cut him. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the, you have to say you, I will cut. You cut Perkins. I'll cut him. I'll cut him I'll, right now. Wow. Cut Pickens him is team. a big time player. I don't care. Pickens, sorry, I don't care. I, I will cut him. If, if, a, if a guy is not giving it, if a guy is telling you that he's making business decisions yeah. on during the game. Because he doesn't want to get hurt, I cut him. I don't care if it's first so round, saw, second now, round. Me, That's just me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old school. Now let's just compare it to one of the more controversial <laughs> figures back in the day, and he didn't do this all the time. But we also didn't have twenty four seven. I don't think scrutiny on Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. But Randy Moss was criticized for taking plays off, rightfully so. Yeah, and and he deserved that criticism, mm-hmm. and he probably learned from it and became a better player because of it. Now, he's wearing a gold jacket because of everything else that he did do. But he was a guy that had to take that that criticism head on and, and basically answer to it. Now, what does George Pickens do? Is he going to answer to it? Is he going to change? Well, Pickens was also a little aloof at Georgia for the first yeah. like year and a half. He did uh, respond mm-hmm. online. And? He said, he quote, I didn't want to get an injury. 
All the people that's questioning my effort, they don't play football. Well, Leon. <laughs> I'm questioning your football. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm questioning He didn't your... want to get an injury, Leon. Why even man, play man. the game? Just stay in your era, seriously. Hey, well, Lee, I, may, I, I love my era. JJ. <laughs> Absolutely. Wasn't the quote, I, I ain't want to get hurt? He uh, said he didn't, didn't want to be the next Tank Dell. Right. He said he yeah. didn't want the Tank Dell injury. Tank mm-hmm. Dell was injured in. I was just trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation. I ain't want to get an injury. There you go. When I you ain't stay want up to get an on those blocks, uh, you can get ran up on. That's the reason. Tank Dell was in a scrum of like 19 guys in like the same general vicinity. There were literally two other players besides the running back and. The player that well, George Pickens was marking. Isn't that when he's you make, get he, hurt when man, you listen, start he's avoiding making, it? Yes, exactly. He's making excuses for being lazy. That's all. By I mean, the way, yeah. this is the second Steeler in as many weeks, I feel like. Because they gave up. Listen, they've Didn't given, Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Johnson not go after a fumble? Listen, they, yes. they, they've given up on Tomlin. They, they want him out of there. Just, just like they the Sandy, just like when the Chargers, the Chargers well, game on Thursday. Was that, was that Thursday yeah. night game? Thursday night game? Where they got forty-two to nothing to half, yeah, yeah. and they sixty-three points on a team that couldn't score a touchdown the week before. What NFL yeah. team is down forty-two nothing and a half? I mean, Ain't n- none. That, that's or give up. A, like Leon saying, against they, a team that could not they, score a touchdown the week before. That was embarrassing. They, they gave up on their coach. Yeah. This guy right here, the seat, they still in the hunt. Still, still not. He giving up on play. He's making excuses for being okay. Lazy. I do want to find out I whether Mike Tomlin, right whether his message has worn thin with them, mm-hmm. because look, he's an accomplished coach. But I, I always point to the two teams that I think had more and accomplished less, and it's the Steelers and the Chargers when they when they had. You can go back and look. Mike Tomlin has been to the Super Bowl and won it. There's no question about that. But they had such an enormous amount of talent, and they weren't able to get back there and win it. But let's take the Pickens piece, the Deontay Johnson. Now listen to this one. Instead, This is Jamal Adams. Instead of joining the team on the sidelines, Jamal Adams – chose to stay home, according to Pete Carroll, the Monday night football game. He was a healthy scratch ahead of the their win over the Eagles, and according to Pete Carroll, instead of joining the team on the sidelines, he chose to stay home. Cut him. You can't have that kind of – you can't have that kind of energy or you can't have that kind of attitude on, on your football team. Yeah. Absolutely not. They gave up two first, a third, and a starting player in 2020 to get that guy. And 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 honestly, that I, they're not all like this, okay? There are plenty of players that play hard. Mm-hmm. But when you have these types of guys, yeah, you have nah, to deal with yeah. them. When you got guys that got character issues and you got guys who are deciding when and when they want to play, like pick – you can't have that. Derek Plaz would never. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Would the never. young man from Mandarin. He's a good cane. Yeah. Uh, it's already all in, man. All I love that in. guy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of orange and green in here. Uh, it's for sure more than I expected. Uh, but when, when you think about Jamal Adams, he's certainly been an up and down, polarizing type of figure, mm-hmm. asking out of New York, getting the big deal, going to Seattle. Has been up and down. Uh, he career. just took a shot at a reporter. Yeah, and if, his if you, wife. Yeah, if you think about it, he that. attacked a reporter's family because he shared a highlight of him getting. Uh, and all the guy beat. said he was like, "Yikes!" Yeah, he like retweeted a video of him getting burnt against the Cowboys. Yeah. He said, "Yikes!" So then Adams tweets a picture of that reporter's wife, and he. Said yikes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's And she's just like a normal-looking yeah. lady. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. super Stay classy, low Seattle. <laughs> not even Seattle because Pete Carroll and them are having to answer for this guy, which you do not want that to happen at all. All right, we'll, 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 
dive back into a couple of other NFL storylines and then we'll update uh, where we're at. Would you like – and I think most Jaguar fans out there want to see this football team win a game, okay? They, want, they don't want to go a full month without winning a game. They've lost four of their last six. But if Trevor is anywhere near not ready, do you have to make sure you protect your, quote, quarterback of the future? You can put any label on him you want. Has he been playing well? You probably could argue that he hasn't. But do you want him out there if he's not healthy and, and risking himself uh, in a game that you feel desperate that you got to win. I, I mean, we had or excuse me, the station had somebody call in during Jags today and talk about, uh, and I'm blanking on the medical term mm-hmm. about having a second impact and what could happen there. And I had never even heard of that medical term of if you were to take a second traumatic hit to the brain yeah. while you have a while you have a concussion. I guess we can ask Geo about it. Yeah. Um, that concerns me. I just wonder, just you know, between the knee and rehabbing for that. The ankle, rehabbing for that. I just think Trevor has been through the ringer when it comes to injuries and maybe just taking a second, deep breath, week off would be the best thing. This is the big one. just Uh-oh. happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the Uh-oh. official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's begun. Let the uh, Gator Dave crying commence. Four-star linebacker Darius Hayes has flipped his commitment from Florida to... C A N E. Let's go! We are winning the offseason, baby. I want to kick their ass! We need Mario on the phone right now. I want to kick their ass! We are a Mario program. Hogtown's going to H and a handbasket right now. This is unbelievable. Wow. We'll keep an eye on it. Billy, you stink! Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. Gio, ready to rock and roll. Little Bari Breakdown. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. Gio, how are you, buddy? What's up, man? You, you ready to go? Have you done all your Christmas shopping? Uh, the wife. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, and you, you got the same standard answer I do. So, and, and look, the expression you can see it on YouTube says it all right yeah. there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, we won't ask you about Christmas presents necessarily, but if you have a sports injury question, uh, you can hit Geo free medical advice right here on XL Primetime. Uh, you can hit the text line six four one ten ten. Let us know where the aches and pains are, joints, uh, whatever it might be. We can try and help you. That's for sure. Now, we're going to step away from the joints and ask you about the head, the dome. And you are this is not your field. You can qualify that, but concussion protocol has been yeah. a popular phrase around Duval with Trevor right. Lawrence. What do you think when you see that? Well, I mean, so when someone has a – his was after the game, mm-hmm. right? But let's say it happened during the game, which, which happens, and we have to take care of it because we have to figure out whether they go in or not. Number mm-hmm. one, if you, have, if you think it's a concussion, you should keep him out. Now, if it's questionable – and sometimes the players don't give you a good answer, and you could, you know, they're very vague. There is uh, a program, a test they can do on the sideline. It takes about, I think, like 10 or 15 minutes. They do it on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's based on their baseline that they do before the season. And if they hit a certain number, then it's considered a concussion. And if it's below that number, then it's not a concussion, right? And, and so, you can send them out that way. All right. So just to clarify real quick, Geo is the surgeon for Edward Waters. University football, and so you have had to actually go through this. So explain when you say get on the phone. So someone has that ready to go. It's, that on the, it's an test. app. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, now you know everything's an app, right? So right. you can just pull this app up right. on your phone, and they answer the questions, do a couple things on it, and then it 
spits out a number, right? Okay. In that, in that number, and test your proprioception, your re- your reaction, and a bunch of stuff, and then it, based on that number, you you can objectively tell is this concussion, okay. is this not concussion? Interesting. And I know Doug Peterson said today that you can only be tested once a day for the con- mm-hmm. when you're in the concussion protocol. Right. Right. And 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 you do it also before the season mm-hmm. to get a baseline of what you are now. Some people, I think now it's better because right. we've learned CTE and all this stuff, but some people used to uh, sandbag the... Yeah, they would fake it. Right, the the initial one, so you get a really low score, so then when you do the other <laughs> tests and it's low... You it's know, very common. It, right? Yeah, remember... It um, happens, but I, I think nowadays people know that, listen, like this is important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of players, it's been in the news, CTE, people having you know yeah. issues mentally, and I think, I think it's... Most likely less and less. Yeah, so, taboo. So this might not be your um, kind of thing that you need to talk about or should talk about, but what do you do like for, I don't know, a team loses a player and the fans have a broken heart? Like what do you do for broken <laughs> hearts? <laughs> yeah. Gator fans uh, around town. He, he, he's got it on his brain. Yeah. He, This guy, like sometimes you <laughs> let's see go people, back. Let's hey, go back to – Real quick, let's go back to Zay Jones. Seriously. Okay, real quick. You're an orthopedic surgeon. You see people in pain. You try and help them. Matt just likes to see them in pain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's go back to Zay Jones. (laughs) Um, He literally has not been healthy, has he, since since he first had the injury. There's never been a moment since that injury where he's been 100%. Would you agree with that? I I agree with that. Yeah, I mean. That's a big brace on his knee. Yeah, yeah. Look, how, how how does that protect a bone bruise, though? Well, well I mean, he has the bone bruise, and now it's a hamstring. Mm-hmm. So on top. the brace won't protect the hamstring, but it can protect the bone bruise in the sense that it won't allow your leg to twist in motion so the knee, the bones won't come into contact again, right? right? It prevents severe – usually you get a bone bruise from either hyperextension or severe valgus varus forces. Mm-hmm. So the brace will prevent those severe extreme forces and uh, the, the hyperextension. Plus, it gives you some stability. So anytime you have extra stability, uh, it, it makes you feel uh, – a little better <laughs> and gives you, you know, just makes that joint more stable. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, speaking of the knee, and we saw this Sunday night uh, with one of the players, Mitchell, for uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and it's now an ACL, and you just hate seeing it, especially when you're talking about another another guy who's contributed very early in his career. But anyway, you you took a look at that injury, and you was you that knew the one, the yeah. picture that yeah. I sent you? Yeah. yeah. So there's a still shot out there of his knee, and it has severe hyperextension. Mm-hmm. And and the reason hyperextension causes ACL tears is because anatomically, when you hyperextend your knee, you have this tunnel. It's called the the notch, intercondylar Mm -hmm. notch, where your ACL is inside of. When you hyperextend, your ACL can hit that notch. And if it hits that notch with with such force, one of the theories of why people get ACLs is it can tear. And that's why females have – one of the reasons why females have a higher tear, the notch is smaller, the ACL is smaller. Mm -hmm. And so, anyways, he had really bad hyperextension and – and then that happened. One more um, from the NFL. Devin White um, suffered a foot injury, missed two weeks, was never placed on re- the reserve injured list, was a participant in practice last week, including a full practice, and then a surprise scratch on Sunday against the Packers. Now he is a full participant as we speak down in Tampa Town. And so now there's a big question mark of how the injury reporting was actually conducted. Um but in my opinion, and again, we really don't know the extent of this injury for him, but I would think, Doc, like just because someone is a full participant, we saw it with Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco, just because they practice doesn't necessarily mean that they're always healthy and ready to go the next week. Right. That, that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I think they just had foot injury. 
Yeah, just the footage. Yeah, right? I mean, so it, it's super vague. But just because you practice does not mean that you you can play. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, actually, like go back to concussion protocol. There's about six steps to go back to play, and and the fifth step is full practice. Then the next step is you play. So you have to get some full practices in before you play. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that you're ready to go back. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting full practice, you're pretty close, right? You're pretty close to coming back, but that doesn't 100% mean you are going to come back the next game. So right? apparently he told Todd Bowles the morning of the game that he couldn't go because his foot just wasn't feeling it. So Todd Bowles said, I guess his foot must be sore and said, okay, we won't have you up then. Yeah. I mean, look, that happens. You know, some people, you have good days, you have bad days, you have a day where you can go play. And then the next day, you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that yesterday. Now it's, I'm limping and I'm hurting for the next couple of days. So that's also something that you have to deal with after an injury. Is you feel good on some days, you go all out, and then, then you feel it the next couple of days because maybe you did a little bit too much before. True. Dr. George Barry hanging out with us. You can definitely hit us on the text line. If you have an injury question, sports injury question, you can hit us at 641-1010. If we don't get it, Today, we'll get it on Breaking Bones Sunday morning at 7.30, and you can also find it when you go look for our Breaking Bones podcast. And this, again, is not your department, but there were a lot of quarterbacks that took hits to the head over the weekend. Kyler Murray, uh, you had Tommy DeVito, you had Brock Purdy, Zach all these Wilson, guys. Yeah, well, CJ actually, Stroud didn't practice again today. Yeah, the one with Zach Wilson is that all the other guys, they, you know, they were at least looked at for concussions. They said he had dehydration. Uh, Zach Wilson did. So I'm just guessing he was out on South Beach the, the night before. That's the only – like chasing Cougars. That's the only thing. Because I knew that just, was next. It was just a little <laughs> I was different. actually shocked you didn't say it initially. It was, but. it was just a little different with Zach because, anyway, they never said it. They never said that he had a head injury. Anyway, all right, we'll just get past that. Um, hit the other one. No, yeah. let, let's yeah. finish with Gio, uh, okay. and then we'll hit the that. that okay. Unfortunately, right. I just showed Matt. And oh, now okay. He's, yes. All right. I, so thought, I thought you were doing – No, no, let's stay with Zach Wilson, though, because I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting one is we have this very large discussion about concussions because so many quarterbacks have gotten concussed over the last few weeks. They said it was a hydration yeah. issue at first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of someone who then enters the concussion protocol, but no. at first they thought it was hydration? Well, uh, I, the only thing I can think of is he felt weak and maybe, you know – the weakness was maybe they thought he was dehydrated, and then they rehydrated him, and he still felt off. But normally, um, you can tell between dehydration and, and a concussion, uh, because. But uh, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, I wasn't there, so. But just thinking at the top of my head, that's what I would think. Yeah, because they were down twenty-four nothing, and the whole team was dehydrated at that point. Uh, that's for sure. Let's hit one off the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Which, if we don't get to it today, Joe and Gio mm-hmm. will get to it with Breaking Bones on Sunday. Six four one ten ten. The number to reach us at on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. This one's from the eight five nine. I've been to JOI and other places for an injury to my elbow. It was originally a cut from a fall that got infected. After a few weeks, I was diagnosed with bursitis, and the infection is gone. But how long does the bursitis cause my elbow to hurt? Do you think this is possibly a bone bruise, or do you think the pain is just from bursitis? Yeah, so I don't know how long his injury, how long ago his injury was. Um, it can definitely be bursitis. Bursitis is one of those things that um, can linger uh, and tough, to, tough to get rid of. Sometimes um, I'm not sure how deep his cut was that got infected. If it was superficial, got infected, or maybe he, you know, got a piece of a tent, just a partial tear of the tendon with it, uh, but. It could definitely be bursitis. It could be a bone bruise. Uh, I, I don't know his exact injury, but usually just on the sounds of it, you don't get a bone bruise just off of a little cut. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't know his exact injury. So I would say most likely bursitis depending on how he injured himself. 
So if you have any sports injuries, you can take a look at BariOrthopedics.com. You can definitely uh, hit up Dr. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. All right, Gio, we will be ready to rock and roll Sunday morning. Yep. Breaking bones. Yeah. We will talk to you then. Podcast, they can find it. Google, Spotify, and Apple, and 1010XL. All right, there he goes, Dr. George Bari, Big Surs. Uh, we're going to get him with a final comment, but first. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you sure you can't help broken hearts? Because there's going to be more now. You sure you can't? All right. <laughs> I am already in this tears. Mars Williams, the number 34 recruit. And for those Florida fans around there saying, well, we knew this all along. He's number 34 overall in the composite, okay? Mm-hmm. Number 32 is the last five-star. This kid is an elite player, has flipped to Auburn, and has well, signed with Auburn. Does Hugh Freeze still have the same credit card that he had in Oxford uh, now that he's on the planes? Does he still? His bank account is the same as Billy Napier's bank account. They're all the same. I don't get your point. I don't understand The point is one guy got him and one guy yeah. didn't. Listen, I, I, I've never <laughs> seen someone revel. In other people's misery more than Matt. Look, Hayes. you all said okay. you got to keep him. You can't fire him. He's got a great recruiting uh, class. Again, well, now look. Again, you're not, you're, now you're putting me now in that look group. at the better great recruiting higher than class. Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better higher one? than remember Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Are better gonna, higher than Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, Matt, are you still going to put me in that y'all just category? Just hire Kiffin and just do it already. I don't understand what the I whole would, thing I, is. Honestly, I would love for you to be an athletics director, screw it up, and then keep screwing it up by trying to chase your tail the whole time. Okay, yeah. or I'll just keep. The same guy, and he'll keep winning five games. I, I, and you fall further in irrelevance. You're not getting an argument from me. I don't know if you know that. You're not getting an argument. I was not a Sunbelt Billy fan. And uh, obviously this is – but I'll just remind people, these you know these classes, there's a lot of hype surrounding them, and they don't stay in their same spot very long, especially with the transfer portal. I just love that it's Amaris and – Adonis, yes. Is that the other the one? Who I don't know, but split? if Lagway flips, are they going to say, we knew it all along anyway? Is that going to be the I, I response there? I, I don't know which Gator and He's number four overall recruit. Yeah, yeah. We will have a quarterback going to a good Florida program yeah. coming yes. up. Yeah. These guys just mad and at Bama fan. Yeah. No, no. I'm a Florida graduate, okay? No, I'm not a Bama fan. Yeah, 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 you are. I think you are. A Darius and Amaris. Interesting. Honestly, I think you're a lover of other (laughs) people. No, I'm not. I I do do enjoy the turmoil. Yes. There's no doubt about that. It's good for content. Because because what must be done eventually has to be done now. Yeah, I know. You just want it now so you can write Leon's feeling good. He's got one of those You know what? I am actually. I'm going to go and play some Bill Withers a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to play. Miami My had a great. We won the off season again. Yeah. We might get another one at six o'clock. Blunt makes his decision between uh, Miami and Florida State. But yes, mm. we do have Florida State's quarterback Luke Cromanhawk coming up. Mm. All right, XL Prime Time. We roll on Big Surge. Have a good <laughs> afternoon. You got it. Our high school half hour on the way. It's the high school half hour on XL Prime Time. Brought to you by Gatorade. Fuel up with Gatorade at your local Win Dixie and I 9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Thanks to both I 9 and Gatorade, the proven fuel for high school athletes, for bringing you our high school half hour. It's a special day because it's the early national signing day, and FSU is hauling them in a big class. Let's ring up another guest on the All Pro Roofing phone line. So a four-star, and we welcome in Luke Cromenhawk, who joins us now as he is an FSU signee. Congratulations, first off, Luke. Uh, welcome in. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. 
Hey, it's awesome when you – we've talked to a number of recruits today and obviously throughout uh, National Signing Days over the years, but like when you got up this morning, what was going through your mind and how special of a day is it for you and your family? Yes, sir. When I got up today, I was just – I was super anxious. I was ready to get it over with and, you know, finally make it official. Um, you know, it, it's been a long recruiting process and, um, you know, for today to be the day to just make it finally official and – you know, just be all in was, it was, it was awesome. Luke, what is it like the idea of now playing for Mike Norvell, playing at that university, um, something you've been dreaming about. Now it's here. The, the pen is, the pen is signed, the paper and everything's set. What's it like now? It's amazing. Um, you know, me and my family uh, have had so many conversations with coach Norvell and the whole entire staff over at Florida state. And, we just felt like he was the right guy to play for, um, you know, just the energy that he brings to the game. And not only does he develop you as a player on the field, but he also develops you as a man off the field. And we felt like that was a big thing. Um, and, you know, we're just super excited to be able to play for him. Luke Crom and Hook, the latest Florida State signee joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. And, Luke, obviously we're familiar with uh, your quarterback coach, one Den- Dennis Thompson, our guy Denny Thompson. And he let us know, and I didn't realize this, you committed to Florida State before you ever started a game under center in high school. Walk us through yeah. your recruitment process, how Florida State comes onto the radar, and why they were the team for you. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, I, I, I was playing behind a four-star um, Auburn commit, Holden Gurner, um, who's going to be doing great things soon in college football. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't really have I, – I had no film at all, and – I was just trying to get my name out there, and you know it was one of the one of the last camps we ended up going to, and it was at Florida State. Um, and I just I went out to the camp, and I had a really really good day, and I felt really really good about it. And I walked away with my first offer, um, and you know it wasn't just like one of those offers that they throw out there, like oh yeah here you go here's an offer. It was like they really 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 were excited about offering me, and they really really wanted me to be a part of the class. Um, and you know we just. You know, they stuck with me. They were the first first team to, to ever offer me. And, you know, they totally believed in me without even having a clip of me playing in a real game. And, um, you know, I just I just grew, grew and grew and grew. And, you know, they finally got to watch me play in some games. And, you know, it, it made them love me even more. And, you know, I'm just super thankful that they took a chance on me. We're talking with Luke Cromanhawk. He played at Benedictine Military in Savannah, and a, a kid who's like you said, as you once you got to start, you've blossomed into quite a player. When you think of your timeline, how quickly is it going to accelerate? Are you going to be part of the Orange Bowl practices and, and everything? Yes, sir. I'll actually be flying out uh, Christmas Day to meet the team in Miami. Wow. Um, Mama's not too happy about that one. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, and. Um, I'm super excited, but uh, I'm flying out to meet the team in Miami, and I'll be going through the bowl practices, and I'll be with the team. So, Luke, uh, Florida State's obviously looking at a quarterback from the portal. There's a couple quarterbacks right now on the roster. You arrive. Are you going in thinking, all right, in the spring, I'm going to compete for the starting job. I want that starting job. Yes, sir, 100%. That's my mindset. Um, You know, uh, if they end up do bringing a guy in from the portal, you know, it'll be great, great experience. I'll get to learn from him, and you know, maybe he can help me out along the line. But, you know, I'm going in there to go compete. I want to go become the starting quarterback of the Florida State Seminoles. And, you know, that's my plan. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm going there to do. 
Luke, did you grow up a Florida State fan? Obviously, you know, you're from the Savannah area, and we know there's always the threat of Kirby and Georgia and company. Um, what was it about the Knowles that either you knew about beforehand or maybe you've learned to appreciate over the last two-plus years? Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, just everything that they're doing, the tradition and the fan base, I mean, it's second to none. Um, it's, it's just it's awesome what they have going on there. And, um, you know, every time me and my family went down there, Coach Norvell and the staff treated us like family. And, um, you know, that never changed. And, I mean, I get to walk into, into the new facility that they're building, a $150 million facility. I get to take the wrapper off of it um, with a lot of the other dudes from this class. Um, and I just – I believed in Coach Norvell and, and the staff and what they were doing. And um, he promised me that he was going to get Florida State back to the glory days, and I, I 100% believed him. And um, so far he's keeping up his promise. We're talking with Luke Krumenhoff, a couple more for the FSU four-star that is signed. We'll play quarterback and we'll immediately uh, start to practice with the team as he gets ready to enroll. And I, I, I saw the number, and it kind of hit me a little bit, and I'm sure it hit Knowles fans as well. You're the highest-rated quarterback yeah. since Jameis Winston, and we all know what Jameis did. That was when they ripped off, what, 27 wins in a row, the natty and all that. Um, that means you're coming in with some expectations attached to you, right, Luke? Yes, sir. I mean, just to be even, just to even be in the same sentence as a name like Jameis Winston, uh, it's a blessing. Um, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm going in there. I'm going to go do everything right. I'm going to work hard, and uh, you know, I want to get on the field and I want to play. So, look, we got, we're asking all all these guys we're talking to these signees. Um, what, what are you going to go study there at Florida State? I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to study the uh, in the entrepreneurship program, um, and that's what I'm going to get my degree in. Will you invest in our XL primetime show and take us uh, national? <laughs> hey, you know, we, we can definitely talk about it. I'm all about it. Hey, well, listen, speaking of deals, uh, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of it, but obviously this is a new age of college football we're living in, Luke, and working with six points, I'm sure you've seen it firsthand. Just walk us through what it's like as you know a young 18-year-old guy but there's so many people coming at you with different offers and the NIL packages and this, that, and the other to stick to your commitment and to kind of block out that noise while also saying thank you very much. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, me and my family, we kind of felt like, um, you know, the NIL is important, but um, for me, to be honest with you, it wasn't the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I was more – focused on you know what does the quarterback room look like how long would it take me to go there and be able to have a chance at starting um and stuff like that but I mean it's definitely you know it's definitely something that sits in the back of your mind and you know a lot of numbers get thrown around nowadays you know talking about people getting all types of crazy numbers and you know you just kind of have to block that out and not really pay attention to it because you know sometimes it might be right but sometimes most of the time it's usually not really what they're getting um, so, you know, I, I kind of try not to focus on the NIL aspect of it, um, while it is important. Um, but I do know that Florida state is taking care of me and they're going to do right by me. But, um, to be honest with you, there wasn't too much asking from my part. And it was kind of just more focused on what I, what I have to do to get there and play early. At least give us a little Intel on how that part of it goes. Cause I think college football fans, and, and I'll, I'll admit a lot of us are on the outs. We're only on the outside looking in. Uh, how how it actually goes down? Um, so, to be honest with you, no one ever discussed numbers with me. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a rule and that's not allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I might be wrong, though. 
but um, I never was talking numbers with anybody. That wasn't something that would happen. Um, you know, we have we we have an agent. Um, you know, Coach Denny does it. Uh, mm-hmm. He helps us uh, out a ton, and he was kind of the one that was you know figuring everything out for me. Um, but you know, we trust Coach Denny, and we know he's going to do right by us, and we know Florida State was going to do right by us. So, to be honest with you, I I know about as much as you guys. Um, you know, so I I, I kind of just I focus on you know going out there and playing football and getting better every day, and I let the grown ups handle the money. So let's take the number part out of it, then, Luke. How about some of these? pursuers even after you've committed to florida state other institutions other schools that reach out to you yes ma'am there's been a couple um you know recently um there was a big school who had a a decommitment in their quarterback room and um they came after me uh, a little late and you know they wanted to see if i was interested but i I wasn't really interested at all i feel like i'm in a great spot at florida state i love the staff over there i love the class that that we've been building and um, so really, there was no one out there who really could have changed my mind on Florida State. Luke, so when you, when you get to that elite blue blood level at Florida State and you have other guys recruiting you, every coach tells you, I, we've got a plan for you, here's our plan. What makes Mike Norvell's plan different from the rest? I just I felt like, you know, when we would talk um, and just what I saw on the field and how I felt like he knows how to manage his quarterbacks and, you know, he laid out a plan for – uh, for me and my parents in the in-house visit and you know we just we believed we believed in him and we believed in the plan and you know that's what we set our mind on and I just feel like he knows how to play how, he knows how to call his plays to his quarterback strengths I felt like when Jordan went down in the in, two years ago in the Louisville game and Tate came in I felt like they called an unbelievable game for Tate and Tate really thrived um, and you know I feel like you know, they just need a little bit more time, and they're, they're going to continue. And I feel like in the Orange Bowl, they're going to be great um, with, with Brock or Tate, whoever ends up playing. Um, and I just felt like they really know how to manage their quarterbacks, and they know the play calls that really set their quarterbacks up for success, and I, I fully believe in them. Well, listen, best of luck. Uh, we definitely know Knowles fans are fired up, and knowing that you're enrolling and going to be down there for Orange Bowl practices, uh, soak it up uh, and uh, play hard. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much for having me on. All right, awesome, Luke Cromanock, and and a guy that sharp uh, cat, yeah. man. Wow. And, and we're going to try and follow it with another one. And thanks to Denny Thompson, our quarterback whisperer, uh, and at six points because he works with these guys all the time. Uh, but we're going to go to Judd Anderson, Judd Anderson, who is now a Miami quarterback commit, and we're going to say hello to him coming up. Don't forget I nine Sports. They bring you the high school half hour, and you've got. Fort Family Park and West Connect is two of their newest locations. You can log on to i9sports.com and find out all that they've got going on on the field, in the court, and you can sign up winter and spring registration going on right now. And, of course, Gatorade, the proven fuel for high school athletes. Are you heading down to the locker room? Yes, headed down to the locker room. Um, we do know that Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones not at the – open portion of practice that's open to reporters. Um, but Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell, both there. So obviously a situation we will be monitoring. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on our social on 1010XL. It's the high school half hour on XL Primetime. Brought to you by Gatorade. Fuel up with Gatorade at your local Winn-Dixie. And I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be.
We mentioned the proven fuel of high school athletes with Gatorade. And, of course, I-9 Sports. Well, uh, fuel for all these programs comes in the form of recruits. And uh, we are going rock solid today with early National Signing Day. we got another guest on our line. But first. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so it's not all candy and nuts for the Canes, although we've got a great interview coming up a our future now signed Canes quarterback yeah Judd Anderson but but four-star running back Kevin Riley has flipped from Miami to Alabama sorry so, JJ so that means Nick has taken some of now, that yeah they win them all they did just get the number four running back in the nation you could so. just use the hacker excuse to hey man we knew it was going to happen uh, we did know this was happening well, yeah. let's find out what this guy <laughs> thinks is coming next Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. All right, Judd Anderson, and we uh, welcome him in as one of the newest that's going to sign or has signed with the University of Miami, Judd Anderson from Warner Robins. Welcome in. How are you? Good. How are you? Now, we're doing great, man. Uh, congratulations. It's an exciting time for you. And uh, from a kid kid growing up playing football, this is this is one of those dreams that you had quite often, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it's really a blessing, and I'm – truly grateful for it and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Judd, how did you get connected with Miami? Like when did it first start where, where Miami reached out to you and was interested in you? Yeah, I mean it was it was um, back in it was late January early February they reached out to me. Uh, we started conversations and then a couple weeks went by and uh, yeah, I got the I got the offer and then ended up committing in April. All right, so give us an idea of the position coach that recruited you. Was it out of the quarterback room? And then Mario, Cristobal, just kind of the personalities in the coaches that you like. What what stuck out? Yeah, I mean, um, Coach Dawson is ultimately a great guy. I love sitting down and talking to him, just talking mm-hmm. ball or just talking in general. I mean, he's, he's a high-character guy. He's, I mean, he's a great man, and he's, he's a family man, and so is Coach Cristobal. I mean, they're, they're determined. They're um, intentional when it comes to recruiting. Not only that, but in their – their schemes and their game plan and I mean ultimately they made me feel like family and they made me feel just really really special and you know it, it meant it meant a lot to me it meant a lot to me and my family and it, it was really really good. So Judd uh, the quarterback room there are a lot of young guys uh, more than likely one or maybe two transfer guys are you going in there thinking I might redshirt a year or are you going in there thinking no I'm competing right now for yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's always been a competitor's mindset. I mean, no matter if I was saying, hey, you know, there's this big, you know, big-time quarterback who's got a chance at the Heisman next year. Like, I would still come in with the same mentality. It's like, I'm I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete against him and I'm going to give him my all. I mean, that's, that's the way you got to look at everything because there is no complacency in my game. And I, I believe that. I think that's what fans want to hear. Certainly, it's what your coaches want to hear. We're talking with Judd Anderson. Uh, Started at Warner Robins, threw for nearly 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, uh, seven picks. But, you know, you're a kid that, and I'm no, I don't know what your weight is right now, but it says 210 pounds. You're six foot six. You're a big, tall dude uh, and athletic. And so uh, the yep. weight room, Mario's going to, is he going to walk you down the hall and say, get in there and add to that frame? I mean, yeah, I think um, anytime you walk in, um, into a college weight room, you'll add about 20 or so pounds once you walk in there, you know. And I think, uh, I think no matter what, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on weight. But I, I think it's about controlling the weight, and you know, just being being really good at um, being really good at what I do and perfecting form, and just you know, I'm I'm really excited for all of it. Because as an example, Trevor Lawrence is about your height, 
and he's yeah. right, right at 220. And he put on a little muscle, but here he is his third year in the NFL. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm I'm right around that. I mean, I'm like, I weighed in yesterday at 220. So, okay. I think um, – I think it's a great comparison, and it's a great it's a great weight idea. He's he's right around near you, right? He grew up near Warner Robins, didn't he? Isn't he close to there? No? I I grew up. Um, I actually grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, so Carterville is, okay. is like right there. So it's like probably an hour away from that. But Warner Robins is about three or so hours away from that. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So so. The, the the idea of so Denny's our guy. Denny Thompson's our guy. He, he's yeah. on, he's on 10 to XL. Uh, we all know about the quarterback guru. What's it like working with him, and how much has he helped you develop since you first got to his place? I mean, like when I first got there to now, I mean it is really like my game has elevated to a different level. I think um, he does a lot of things. I mean, he's a biomechanics expert and. He's a guru, like you said, and I mean, he he just, I mean, he knows ball, and I think he's taken my game to new heights I could never imagine, and he's developed me into the quarterback I am today, and he's, he's going to continue to develop me, and I, I, I mean, it's just about how much he works and what he does. A couple more for Judd Anderson. He played at Warner Robins. He is a recruit signing with the University of Miami uh, and is going to come in ready to rock and roll. So kind of give us, like, the serious side of Mario and what did he charge you with? In other words, basically saying, you're not going to come here and, and relax. You come here and work. What was the main mission statement he gave you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think going – look. you look at his background. He's been at Alabama. He's been at Georgia. He's been at these big-time programs. And I think that's what, that's what I look at, and I see that serious side, and I see that um, – you know, he's got that look in his eyes where he's like, hey, you're going to walk in here, and you're going to be intentional, and you're going to, you know – you're gonna you're gonna get the job done, or else you know you you gotta kick it to the curb. And I think that's that's something that that's something that I look forward to. And the coach is like, hey, like you know, he's gonna push me to work, and he's gonna push me to be the best best player I can be. And he's told me that multiple times. All right, so we've got a guy who texted into our show. He says, "I moved to Warner Robins in 2019. I've seen Judd play. Dude is a baller. Great pickup for the U. How geeked are you to get down there? And are, will you are you a midterm enrollee? Are you gonna wait till the summer to enroll?" I'm I'm enrolling early. I literally I just had my signing ceremony actually. So yeah, I'm I'm enrolling. Uh, I'll be there January 14th for moving day. Wow, nice. Love it. Listen, uh, congratulations. Uh, obviously, it's a big opportunity. Uh, take advantage of it because uh, if you grow into the player that you know you're you're visualizing, and and certainly Mario and Shannon Dawson's visualizing, you're going to have a good career down there uh, in Coral Gables. Congratulations, Judd. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man, Judd Anderson, uh, a quarterback commit to the University of Miami, and not just that, signed and sealed. And Denny, uh, Denny Thompson, who's been setting our guys up, he trains them at six points. And basically, as far as a comp goes, he said basketball background, and he even threw out a little Justin Herbert comparison, you know, yeah. very athletic, uh, fluid, and that type of guy that you could see that at that size can still move. Danny's come a long way, man. Yeah, Danny's oh, yeah. come a long way from Joey Gatewood. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, you talk about the tight end. Now yeah, basically, that. no, Danny, I'm, no, no. I, I wasn't. I wasn't making fun of Joey Joey Gatewood. I'm just saying he from one guy, Joey Gatewood, to he's got this empire now. 
Oh, my he gosh. He literally has an yeah. quarterback empire right He's now. got the king's crown on him right now. Listen, we totally appreciate Denny for setting him oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because, Thank you, bro. Yeah, I mean, because and, and if nothing else, uh, he made JJ's day by getting Judd on to yeah, answer the, in there. He's like a, he's he's like like a schoolgirl I enjoy in there. talking Seriously. to Luke on the phone, but, yeah. I mean, Judd was next level, let's be honest. <laughs> but, uh, and so, yeah, and, to the whole sports then, too. Of course, James for helping me out with um plaz this afternoon just yeah. awesome job and, and just a Thank real you. quick one denny said that he already has had a dad call that says i want to get you to get my kid to throw like luke so he's you know so there are guys there are dads that are watching this film all over the place paying attention to what the judds and the lukes of the world have done uh let's go from the judds and the lukes to the justins okay justin barney coming up next as we wrap up our high school half hour it's the High School Half Hour on XL Primetime. Brought to you by Gatorade. Fuel up with Gatorade at your local Winn-Dixie. And I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Special day for a lot of high school kids signing on the dotted line. And the guy that's always keeping track of it is our man, Justin Barney. We have to wait for that Billy Napier presser a little bit later on when he says, I just want to tell you how good this class is that we've assembled here. It doesn't include DJ Lagway. We're going to find out later whether that happens or not. But right now, let's find out who has signed. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Our man, Justin Barney, Channel 4 at Justin Barney TV. Welcome in, Jay Barn. How are you? Oh, good. A busy, uh, busy early signing period day and putting together all area teams for the end of the year and trying to clean everything up. Man, what a, what a rush on days like this. You live for them. You love them. I've gotten used to the idea that this is not ENSD, Early National Signing Day. This is NSD. Are, are you in the same mindset now? It's, uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. I mean, this has become uh, de facto almost uh, February 1st, uh, Wednesday and February date. Um, this has really kind of supplanted that. A lot of the big guys sign on this day, and uh, many more of those guys will go on and enroll in college. Uh, probably the last time they see their high school teammates uh, at signing events today as they head off to college. But, yeah, this early December period has really kind of diluted the uh, the traditional Wednesday and February signing period. But still great to see kids signing in both periods, a lot of guys and families moving on to that next level. So, Justin, you've been doing this a long time. You, you've you've seen these things. You've seen the highs and lows. You've seen teams come in with a, with a late flourish. You've seen teams fade away. Um, what's going on in Florida right now with the flips? With the fact that L.J. McCray has not has said he's not going to sign, which means he's not signing with them, um, and now it's down to basically he's Lagway. Recruiting basically yeah. is what you're thinking. Now yeah. it's down to Lagway at 4:30. Have you ever seen Florida in this much of turmoil on National Signing Day? Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of it's kind of weird, and I think maybe a little bit of fluctuation with uh, concerns of uh, coaching possible coaching transitions or turnovers or late NIL money uh, talks changing hands. So yeah, the the mainland issue is a little bit worrisome because that's a guy who. Uh, you can't afford to lose, and obviously Lagway is uh, the huge one. We'll find out here in a couple hours if that one holds. But, you know, Billy Napier and the guys down at Gainesville trying to hold that class together. It was a top-five class uh, not too long ago, so we'll see where the Gators end. Yeah, now it's dipped to where, 16, something like 15. that. 15. It was, it was number three two weeks ago, now it's number 15. Yeah. All right, a couple more. Justin Barney, at Justin Barney TV on social, on X, and then, of course, newsforjacks.com slash sports for all the coverage. But, you know, just to, to highlight Matt's point, Jay Barn has put together, like he said, he'll be putting out all sorts of, you know, the top players in this class in this uh, on the first coast coming up. But I look at your list, and you've got signings for Penn State, for Louisville, for Michigan, for FSU, for Miami, 
LSU. I can go on and on. And I do not see Florida written down next to any – even the Kentucky program, the program as we call it, is listed here. Not a single Gator. Not a single Gator, yeah, disappointing. Um, you know, and, and Billy's had some luck locally in the in the last uh, year and a half, so interesting to see it uh, not translate this year. Um, you've got two corners uh, at Mandarin going to Penn State. I mean, you couldn't land one of them if you're Billy. Um, you know, Georgia got a nice Jordan, uh, Jordan Hall last signing day yeah. down here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Florida's just not had that success locally in this signing period, and I, I think maybe it's a little bit um, – you know, recruits, you know, you're, you're told five and seven. You don't know what's going to happen after this year. So, uh, but then again, the flip side of that is that the transfer portal, uh, you know, this is going to be the first of uh, probably three signing days for, uh, for some of these players. True. So, Justin, <laughs> give us a couple of the under the guys under the radar players that are not like a Colin Hurley type where, you, where he's a blue chip and he's going to LSU. A couple of the under, under the radar type guys that you think could really have a nice career in college football. Uh, there's a few. I love Garrison Butler, big defensive tackle from Bowles. Yeah. I've loved him since uh, he's been a sophomore and just making an impact. He's got a uh, excellent frame and, and size to get bigger. Uh, he's going to Cincy. I love Garrison Butler. Have liked him for uh, for a long time. I like Chasen Clark at Bradford. He's headed to Marshall. The last uh, one of the last big time defensive players out of our area to go to Marshall was Jonathan Goddard out of Ed White, and he uh, he ends up being. Uh, one of the best defensive players. He's in the Marshall Hall of Fame, was an unbelievable player. So uh, we'll see if uh, that next Marshall talent uh, can uh, can have that luck from the area. Camden Hardy, I like him. Of course, he's got good pedigree. Edge at Atlantic Coast, he yeah. signed with Wake Forest today. You know, so those are a few guys who are not necessarily uh, the Elite 11 Colin Hurley types. We have got some good guys in this class. And, uh, man, even – 2025 is even better than this year, and this year is a, a pretty solid class. Yeah, and he mentions Camden Hardy. That's uh, K. Hard, Kevin Hardy's son uh, out of Atlantic Coast going to Wake Forest. Uh, definitely, uh, certainly good genes there, that's for sure. All right, so we don't know exactly where we're going to end up ranking any of these uh, as far as the top state schools, but you just mentioned next year. Uh, how, how, much, how much better do you think we will, be, we will be looking at next year's class when you talk about Power 5 signings? Yeah, next year's class is, is where, uh, to me, where it lies. I, I looked it back today at some of the uh, better recruiting classes that we've had in our area, and I, I, I circle in on two of them, 2013 and 2015, uh, certainly the two best of my lifetime and, and probably uh, many other lifetimes as well. You know, in the 2015 class, we had two top 10 kids, uh, C.C. Jefferson and uh, Kevin Tolliver the second, both those guys yeah. ranked uh, 9 and 10 respectively. We had so many guys. In that uh, in that class, I believe eight, nine, ten players as uh, ESPN top uh, top three hundreds. Uh, but the class to me that I, that really kind of stands out is the Derrick Henry class in 2013. You know, we had Laramie Tunzel. He was the number three player in the country. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, and just unbelievable, just headliners in that class. Next year's class on paper could land maybe even somewhere between those two. It's so good. We've got high end quarterbacks, Lachlan Hewlett. Um, and Tramel Jones, of course, uh, Mandarin safety, Drake Stubbs. He is fantastic. Camden County tight end, Ellis Williams. Uh, he's as high as number 13, has committed to Georgia. Jamie French, obviously, at Manor, the big receiver there. So two uh, really top 15 guys there and a lot of guys in that top 100 after. So next year's class, 2025, it's going to include the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Florida State, those kind of guys. So that, that class, even more so than this one, filled with those headliners. 
Good stuff, bro. Uh, they can keep up with everything that you've got cooking at newsforjacks.com slash sports and at Justin Barney TV on X. Thanks, bro. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right, so he is out, and as we wrap up our, our high school half hour, it is uh, kind, of, kind of sad. You know, it's like when the college football season comes to an end. Our high school half hour, we've had a great time. Say thanks to I-9 Sports and my man Dougie covering the First Coast. Don't forget I-9Sports.com. See where you can register for winter and spring. 1010 in the promo code for a discount. And, of course, Gatorade, the proven fuel for high school athletes. Find it at your local Winn-Dixie as they definitely have been bringing you high school sports throughout uh, the season. So right now, Matt, we have Georgia, Alabama. This Georgia. is 24-7. Georgia. Alabama, which someone on the text line said, way to bring it strong for the Tide, Matt. So they know you're a Tide fan, right? You're a saving fan. Uh, They've got Ohio State third, Miami fourth, Longhorns fifth, FSU sixth, Oregon seventh right now. Auburn, okay, Auburn with that open Hugh Freeze checkbook is now to eighth. Oklahoma night. They all got the open check. I know, but Hugh, Hugh's <laughs> got us. That's your hacker excuse is what that is. Would you quit that's doing that? That's why we lost him. I, I, Can we go buy that top <laughs> five one more time, please? Yeah, yeah. It's like, will you quit <laughs> putting me in that pile? I'm making Hugh Freeze <laughs> jokes. I'm not complaining or whining or bemoaning <laughs> like a gator. Are you kidding me? I'm making fun of the escort uh, card that he had, okay? That's better, yes. That's yes, good. I mean, come on. Get like off that. of Get me out of that pile. Uh, Oklahoma, you Notre Dame. a little like him. That's all I'm saying. LSU, Clemson, Tennessee, Penn State, Florida, followed Whoa. by Jimmy Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines. And then USC. By the way, USC's had some fracturing of their Yeah, well, class. USC lost Malachi Nelson, a five-star quarterback from last year, jumped into the transfer portal. USC is desperate for a quarterback right now. Yeah. And <laughs> they're going after DJ Lagway hard. Yeah. Yeah, again, it comes back to that. But, yes, if you take a look at what they have. I mean, that's their main competition right now. Yeah, because they have had definitely some guys uh, drop out. All right, we're dropping out. We're opening it up for the Frangie Show coming up next. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. We head to the SJC. Island Wings over there in the Bartram area of the Frangie Show getting ready to roll. Welcome in for National Signing Day. Are we fired up over there? Well, we're fired up, Joe. Hayes Carline from the Bowl School wanted me to tell you that he already has the coconut shrimp and you don't. I don't uh, know why he said uh, that. I don't know why he wanted me to start with that. Makes me hungry every he, time. Yeah, well, he, and he told me to do that just for you, so that was for your benefit. <laughs> uh, we are, Joe. So, so, signing days changed immensely over the years, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a whole different world. Do you like February better or not? What do you like better? You you've done this forever. I'm I'm now Matt. I'm now a, De- a December guy. Honestly, I, I you know what? There's there's so much going on, Frank. I wish it wasn't this yeah. way. Yeah. But yeah. it is, and so now you got to embrace it because this is where Matty, the, how about you? This is where it happens. Like um, I I would like it moved to February, but only because it would give it's more of a benefit to the players because yeah. then these guys can it's see ridiculous. Yeah. The who have they added in the portal portal? Who have they lost? And then these guys can make an informed decision about. What roster they want to go on? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I was all for moving it up, man. I thought they should have moved it up to August. So if you wanted to not be bothered during your high school senior season, you could do it. Um, and I was okay with December, but but once it went to December, I haven't liked it. I missed that February day. You made a great point. I hadn't thought about. They moved it before the portal blew up, right? right. So right. now, yeah, that's a really good point because now it'd be a more informed decision when you know who's going from. The, that's a great point. Well, you know what else has that. changed? You know what else has changed with National Signing Day? Gators yep. not getting recruits. Okay, that has changed. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know this changed all that meant the last couple of years, Joe. <laughs> well, the problem now, Frank, is they still have a Dan Mullen-type recruiter, but now they're not getting the Dan Mullen-type wins. So that's yeah, now the yeah, problem. Yeah, if, if, if he turns out to be a Dan Mullen-type recruiter, that would be a problem. I'm not, I'm not there yet, Matt, that he's, in, he's at, but if, that, if, it, if you're right, that would not be a good thing. So but we'll certainly talk about Florida today. Uh, FSU lost a big one. FSU. Hey, Matty, why have you here? What's going to happen with this this renewed drive by FSU to get out? Are they going to get out? What's going to happen? What's I mean, going to happen? I mean, there? they could, they could get out, but where are they going? They'll go to the Big Twelve. I mean, is the Big Twelve yeah. that much better than the ACC? Yeah, that's yeah. kind it of would my come question. Down to dollars. And and if so, they get out, it's still going to cost a lot of money, and they're still going to have to get out of the grant of rights, and they and they've yeah. got a lot of hurdles, a lot. Yeah, and you don't you don't get out to go from the ACC to the Big Twelve. It's, I didn't thought about it. you don't do that. So uh, so anyway, we'll cover all that today. Uh, Trevor's health will certainly uh, we don't know the answer to that, but what it means the fact that he's progressing as Doug Peterson said. We'll talk a little bit about Jags Bucks, but mostly a lot of signing day stuff coming up today on the program, guys. Can't wait. All right, sounds good, Frank. Frank Hayes, Lauren, they are holed up at Island Wing in uh, the Bartram Springs area in the St. Johns County uh, Northwest Corridor. Now, today's takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Uh, my takeaway is y'all said you can't fire him. That's all I'm saying. And my takeaway is quit saying y'all and looking at me. No, I wasn't well, looking gonna... at you. I was looking into the ether, okay. into, right. the, into the camera, uh, into the XL you, YouTube page. Y'all you. yeah. kept saying you can't fire him. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not? Because right. Lane Kiffin would have kept this, this recruiting class that you were all screaming about. And you would have nailed it in the portal, which, oh, by the way, I would have loved your for current them coach to hire also Lane is Kiffin. not doing well. I would love for them to have hired Lane Kiffin the first time when he was thinking about leaving Ole Miss and going to Auburn. Right. Two years yeah, ago, exactly. they should have hired him. Yeah, yes. it would have been fine. All right. My takeaway is that FSU, as I correctly predicted, the fact they went unbeaten, even though it was the injury that did not get them in the playoff, they will use that as leverage. And they are definitely still prying at that coffin that is the ACC when it comes to financials to see if they can get out of it. That's for sure. All right, we are done. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Don't forget, buy golf. Golfers, golf. Buy them. Go buy and pick up a gift card at the Golf Club of Southampton in the Pro Shop. Don't forget Thursday night trivia, Friday night music, under the stars, on the patio with great menu items and a lot of good people surrounding you. The Golf Club of Southampton. Joe C., Maddie Hayes, Mia from the locker room. Plenty of things coming out on social. Big Surs and JJ. JJ has got tickets to the AMP to give away. I do. Merry Christmas. Early Merry Christmas for everyone. I have a pair of tickets to car number four right now to see JJ Gray's Blackwater Sword Review at St. August Amphitheater on May 26, 2024. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. So be car number four right now at 641 1010.